Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Happy Free Beer Friday to you and yours. Welcome into Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here on a gorgeous day in eastern North Carolina and here in Greenville, North Carolina, ready for an ECU baseball weekend here in Greenville at Clark LeClaire Stadium. It'll be the Pirates taking on the Rams of VCU beginning tonight, 6.30, 4 o'clock Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday. We'll talk some Pirate baseball on today's show. We will talk NCAA tournament. Uh, we'll talk some Pirate football and uh, some golf as well. Get to an update on HV3 as he is participating in the match play event this weekend so got all that and a lot more coming your way on today's edition of pirate radio live on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington we're on 1250 930 online pr927 fm.com and you can watch the show on facebook live and on youtube subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube and watch all of our great content there including ecu postgame interviews this show the brian bailey show and a lot more and of course on facebook we're putting out hot reads hot videos hot stories just a lot of hot stuff to get you ready for a hot summer in eastern north carolina shirley rhodes is here today cj schaefer producing chandler honeycutt joins me in studio hello fam what's up family cliff are you ready to talk about what's on your head by the, by the way speaking of things that are hot th- speaking of things that are hot you sir are hot i don't have a stylist most people that go on television they look so beautiful they look oh man gorgeous well they have like professionals they got makeup they got hair they have people help them out they got like rubbing the bags out of their eyes underneath you have you i'm natural I, I hot here. You want to hear my shower routine? Let's hear it. <laughs> I'll just say this: I use soap and shampoo. There's not a lot else going on. It's the it's the basics. I'm a basic B when well, it comes to upkeep. Well, you need to do a better job because you are. I am stinky. stinky. Oh, that's well documented. Oh, I use deodorant. Okay, take that- a whiff. Nah, I'm- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know nice. you really Old were going to do it uh no uh degree oh that's what i use is it degree degree yeah 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 all right good deal um no i was trying to just do something before the show i wanted to go like full jeremy lynn man bun yeah i thought that's what we were going i thought that's what you but were again going i'm doing it solo so it's difficult to do i can't I do that stuff on my own i need uh i need a helper but anyway going hatless here for the first segment of the show did do have the greensboro grasshoppers hat ready to put on that's at, nice at any point like in time that. this was a gift from uh charlie i believe it's a uh it's a cool neat hat steve hill is tuned in today and he says hello to chip sherry and chad that is us this is us that stems from yesterday's program where 
new east carolina head basketball coach mike schwartz called jeff charles greg and we ran with that and pretty much made it the rest of our show on a thursday so we had some fun with that is there an update on that by the way there's an off-air update about that should we talk about it on the air Nah, we'll talk about it next week with jeff charles how about that uh, we'll see if he wants to to hear uh to talk about it uh but all is well in that department we're all friends we're still on the mike schwartz bandwagon well i'm glad because mike schwartz just got here and that would be bad <laughs> if things went south uh less than what 48 hours since he's been here since yeah. he stepped foot in greenville so i'm glad that we made amends all right coming up on today's program brian north joins us to talk ncaa tournament and more coming up at around 3 30 at four o'clock we'll dive into the nfl it's been another busy week in the national football league quarterback carousel has gone wild panthers news there was a tom brady story floating around today i saw something today regarding the carolina panthers that i want to mention okay good might have to wait till tony dunn fine we got plenty to talk about when it comes to nfl and we will do that in the four o'clock hour at five o'clock we'll talk to former pirate offensive lineman justin chase he uh will be participating at pro day on tuesday so we'll uh talk to him about what he's been up to since the season ended and his family has a background in radio and uh, he's got a great personality so we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit too when he joins us at five o'clock at around five thirty. we'll talk to mark greenheld's golf shop radio show and uh, we'll talk a little Masters. We're less than two weeks away from the Masters. So. Got some rooting interest in this one. That's right. Harold Varner III will be a part of it. We're excited about that. So we'll dive into that with Greeny coming up in our third hour on today's show. Anything you want to discuss, talk about, you can do so uh, just by chiming in on Facebook Live, Twitter, or YouTube. Uh, we do have some news to report. And... I don't know how to say this, but mm. I'm just going to say it. I I had a feeling this might would happen. I just didn't know it would come this soon. Newton has entered the transfer portal. So, Newton is in. Like you said, not a huge shock. I just didn't expect it to happen this soon. Yeah. But, Wait a minute. But it has happened. Evansville guard Jawan Newton has entered the transfer portal and will not be playing with the Purple Aces next year. Oh, wow. Nope. Now, that last name sounds familiar. <clears throat> you're th- thinking of Sir Isaac? No. Oh, you're thinking of Cam. We'll talk to we'll talk Panthers in hour two. No, it's not that. Um, you're talking about Pirate, oh, Pirate Catcher Ben Newton. No. He, he plays basketball. Oh, you're talking about the nasty food uh, Fig Newtons. No, he's cousins with the running back um you hung out with him at sup dogs oh you're talking about ariel epstein no (laughs) no oh you're talking about noah farrakhan no (laughs) his name starts it starts with a t it's at the tip of my tongue tristan newton that's who it is oh yeah Jawan's his brother okay all right yeah what does that have to do with this oh nothing but i thought the, the, the name sounded familiar and Sure enough, I just wanted to reassure myself that he was the sibling of Tristan. Newton. Yeah, Jawan and Tristan are brothers, but that why even bring that up? Because Tristan plays for East Carolina. I know. And this is some big news about his brother. All right, who cares? So yeah, we set that up to hopefully freak some people out. But and if you were freaked out, let us know. If you're angry at us, let us know. Jawan Newton is in the transfer portal. There were rumors going around that if joe dooley stayed 
he was going to bring in Jawan Newton to join his brother Tristan here at East Carolina. Who's to say Mike Schwartz doesn't do the same? Was there a rumor going around about Mike Schwartz talking to some sort of player? You're going to have to be a little more specific. I thought it was maybe on one of these threads. What player? Uh, a player. We don't know. Maybe like a recruit? <laughs> Let's just pass that. Paulo Bancaro is his <laughs> commitment that. to East Carolina. I just want to um, reset what you said. Is there a rumor going around that Mike Schwartz is talking to a player? I mean, what the hell? Yeah. I'm going to say um, he is. I hope he damn well is. I think it's a recruit. <laughs> okay. I hope he is. <laughs> But what are you talking about? I don't know. I saw a rumor and I was like, hey, that sounds like it's fun. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like a good, juicy Whoa. Rumor. Did y'all hear about the basketball coach that's recruiting a player? That's crazy. Whoa. I thought he was golfing. <laughs> Get out of here. I, I was thinking that maybe he was talking to somebody about bringing him in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. I hope, Again, he needs to bring players in. So he I, does. I hope that rumor is true. Yes, he does need to bring players in. <laughs> Something he mentioned uh, the other day when we talked to him. I heard, I did hear a rumor that, and it's really rubbing potential recruits the wrong way. He's calling every player Greg. Oh my God! <laughs> so, You're not that not, guy. No, trust me. You're not that guy. So yeah. what's, up, what's up, Greg? Greg, what's up, baby? Greg. No, no. Is that who I think? Is that Greg? No. Greg, what's up, baby? I could spot Greg from a mile away. Uh, so there you go. So Jawan Newton enters the portal. Man. What does that mean? That means nothing. I think him and Tristan are going to team up at their next stop. So you still think Tristan's going to go somewhere else and they'll meet? Them. Okay, I'm only judging this off things I've read. I I would say, and like I said the other day, 60-40 he goes. Which is better than what I thought. So, I don't know, I, but I think that if Newton stays, I think his brother will be here, and we'll have the Newton show. Newton times How, two. Tootin. Darn tootin. You darn tootin. <laughs> Tristan and Jawan. And then... Let's just hope this Jawan doesn't slap people. They'll welcome me into their family along with uh, Aaron Jones, and I'll be... Hi, I'll be the fourth Newton. When like when Jawan shows up, yeah. Tristan's gonna be like, Hey, I gotta I gotta introduce you to my buddy Clip. Yeah. Greg. You just call me Greg. Just call me Greg. Yeah, and I'll be fine. Uh so there's that news today. Hey, look, here's Jeff, the- don't call me Greg. <laughs> Jeff, don't call me Greg Charles. Uh Jeff did, by the way, expand on that yesterday. He said that he got Mike Schwartz got Jeff confused with Greg the Hammer Valentine because they have similar builds. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you, Shirley. I would do the same. <laughs> for that. Um, so, here's good news for you people. Hashtag. Tristan Newton, Brandon Suggs, nobody else from ECU in the transfer portal right now. I'll take that as a positive. Yes. If you're looking for a positive on this Friday. Because we're, what, two weeks we're- we're two weeks removed since Mike Schwartz has been announced as the head coach at East Carolina, so you would think that somewhere within that time span, we're two weeks removed from ECU from Joe Dooley being fired. That happened on two Fridays ago, correct? Do we not agree? It was the day after the tournament. Do we not agree? Yeah, right. All right. So Mike Schwartz was named coach last week. That's right. Okay. So what I meant was it's been two weeks since we fired Joe Dooley. Within that time span, you would have thought we've had some news about transfer portal 
Yeah. And uh, the fact that we have it is uh, a positive sign. And talking to Mike Schwartz yesterday, he says that he has talked to the team um, and really likes this group. But he also mentioned, too, that you know he's going to try his best to transport, transfer portals going to come to the, their benefit as it does to you know a lot of programs but he really wants to hit home here in North Carolina he talked about how there's a lot of talent here in the state of North Carolina and he's going to try to do that uh, and bring those guys in so and obviously he's going to be trying to get a lot of these guys that are currently on the on the team like guys we mentioned Brandon Suggs Tristan Newton uh, and potentially bring in a guy, another Newton, Jawan. Uh, now folks are going to chi- like come in the show late and see that. And can you just take that down, CJ? I thought it was fun. No, nah, it was, but it was fun. But now it's serious. <laughs> take it down. <laughs> People are like literally blowing up each other's phones Chandler, right now. Tell them to take it down. Take it down. Yeah. Now, right this instant. Thank you. Thank you. Man, I tell you what, when Chandler has to get serious... Calm your horses. <laughs> tell Shirley to... Don't get your boxers in a hey, wad. Hey, Chandler, tell Shirley to stay in her lane. Hey. <laughs> hey, Shirley. Yeah. Is he going to do it? Please stay in your lane. Oh, he said please. Oh, please stay in my lane. Yeah, I'm not going to demand hey, her to don't do Don't soften up. Tell her to stay in her lane. Stay in your lane, Shirley. Oh, okay. Tell her to just cut her mic off. Hey, how about this? How about you cut your mic off? Wow! Keep, you... <laughs> keep digging that hole, son. Go ahead. I like getting Chandler in uh, trouble. Keep okay. digging that hole, because right, that water's starting to boil there, well, son. We have an update on our rundown. We have a footnote. Okay, CJ, very clever. This is why he is the content junkie. There is an asterisk beside Newton. Uh, the headline, Newton enters portal. If you go down a few uh, spots, you see the asterisk means not Tristan. Not Tristan Newton has well entered done. the portal. Well done. Um, I love a good footnote. Is there any way you could expand on that and say it's Jawan? <laughs> Can you go double asterisk? Can you oh, double just, asterisk? Just put it brother, underneath. Or Tristan's add brother. another symbol beside the asterisk and then put that symbol below. You're a genius. That says it's the brother, Tristan's brother. Let's see how long we can make this thing today here on the show. On a free beer Friday, we're giving out Bush Latte aluminum bottles. How about 15 of those bad boys and a large two-topping pizza from Domino's? It's not coffee, folks. It is not. It's not coffee. It's, I just want to get that out there. It's Bush Latte. Looks like latte. Tastes like Bush Light. Uh, look for Bush Latte at your favorite retailer today. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Bush Latte on the line today here on Pirate Radio Live. You've heard a Bush Light be called a Bush Latte, right? I have. Okay. Yeah, kind of like too. natural light. You I, call it Natty Light. Yeah, Natty Light. Uh, uh, Budweiser. Budweiser, Bud Heavy. Bud Heavy. A uh, brick. I thought this was really cool when they came out with this. Really cool? I thought it was <laughs> really, really cool. All right, we have an update on our graphic. Newton enters portal. We have an asterisk and a, what would you call that? Like, like an a, arrow. Up like arrow up, symbol. Up, yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, oh no. Wait, you just added something else and then delete. Now what are you doing? Right, what, Wait, what, what happened? What, you're, what are you talking about? This, uh, I don't know. Uh, not Tristan Newton in the portal. It's his brother. It's Juwan. Oh, it's signifying, hey, look, look down here. That's what he did. He added the asterisk and then that, that symbol. What's the thing beside the arrow? 
Now that I cannot answer. Well, that oh, is what I'm talking about. I see about. what you're looking at now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fix it. I, I, <laughs> stay in your lane, Chandler. Tell Chandler, tell CJ to really yeah, pick it up a little bit. Hey, pick it up. Pick up the slack. <laughs> Chandler's our new little pit bull around here. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not doing your job, which, by the way, Chandler's doing his job because we sent out the closer. He got his arm loose again, and he closed another deal today. And let's just say we're going to be raging pretty oh, soon baby. on Pirate Radio Live. We're going to the ship. Speaking of which, Shirley, I want to hear a crowd right now. And I want to call them piggies. Ooh. Because. Like, when I get something right, it's just supposed to happen, so I don't really talk about it much. But in this case, folks, I told you. Oh, oh my bracket's busted. Everybody's bracket in the country my busted. Is so busted. Oh, man. Let me, oh, let me rip up my paper, throw it. Where's the paper shredder? Dude, I, did you see Gonzaga lost? This tree's going back home. Busted. Make sure you recycle when you throw my bracket away. Throw it away. Just uh, put some red ink on it. Yeah. Uh, put some ranch on it. Put some ranch on put my some bracket. Ranch on that thing, man. <laughs> uh, no, not everybody's bracket's busted. If you listen to this show, your bracket's not busted. If you follow my lead, because as you know, I am a great dancer and I like to lead. What are you shaking your head at? Oh, look at this guy. Lost his champion on day one. Shaking his head. Oh, <laughs> my. Here's the guy to follow. Hey, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. Listen to this guy. He'll lead you astray. He'll pick a champion that loses before the first day's over. Myself, I told you in February, Arkansas was a team to watch, a team to follow. Tough as nails. Three words, tough as nails. Three words, three syllables. Woo pig suey. Woo pig suey, four syllables. Arkansas takes down Gonzaga, and I don't know about your bracket that you threw away today, but mine is looking great. It is smooth sailing. Somebody break out the sunglasses. Future so bright. I need shades. I want to follow your lead. And I'll, guess what? You I'll, did. I want to follow your lead. And guess who else did? Mac McCarthy. And guess who else did? A guy that sent me a text last night during the game. Wait a minute. At 925, and it said, go Razorbacks, and that was from Bryce Williams. <laughs> you dang right. Let's get the pump in. <laughs> Let's go. Bryce has Arkansas in his bra- on his I bracket. Love it. Dang, Clip was right. Now you're telling me, Clip Brock, Anna. you're that much of a college basketball guy so that far. you have a former college basketball head coach following your lead well, in bracket. I, I think I, <laughs> I in bracket terms. I'll back off on that one a little bit. Uh, but when we talked to Mac, uh, he said, "You know what? I was just kind of scary, but I'm with you. I got Arkansas. Okay, he liked him to beat Gonzaga too. I was about to say that's very impressive. He didn't then, jump on with me. He was already on because I want to say this guy is in the hall of fame at chattanooga and that would have been very impressive a hall of fame coach following in your footsteps following your lead when it comes to filling out brackets and marks here's who i associate with i, I, would, associate, I would just love with that i associate with hall of fame basketball coaches with former d1 great tight ends 
and with the closer when it comes to sales winners people that succeed we all had arkansas advancing over gonzaga in our brackets yes sir and it was so awesome to Shirley, watch. give me some woo pig suey give it to us and now guess who's next no <laughs> no wait wait no, please yeah no. that's right please everyone be quiet no <laughs> that's what coach k is going to be hearing and that's what he's going to be saying no. on please. saturday no. please everyone be quiet when the razorbacks take on the blue devils Duke's Duke. hot. A little yeah. nervous. Duke. Then again, I was nervous last night. Duke gets it done. And uh, Adams, Coach Adams for Texas oh, Tech, no. is going to be having to say goodbye to his players. He's got to say goodbye to I don't want to players. tell you goodbye. Uh, well, now you do, Coach. That's right. Now Shirley, you do. do you have the Muscleman postgame? <laughs> the Muscle? What? Eric Muscleman. Must bus? So let's rewind. Before this, earlier today, I said, Shirley, I'm going to send you a DM <laughs> of a video. <laughs> Can you get that for me? And you're like, yeah, sure. Shirley, oh. get the video now. <laughs> okay, hold on. Can you play that for me, please? I can't wait to get my ass whooped during the break. <laughs> yeah, Shirley is really going to give it to you. I'll be in a full body cast okay, when we come on. back. I got, yeah, I got it's it. It's all fun and games when we're laughing on the air, but off the air, things are going to get ugly for one Chan man. Uh, yeah, I got it. All right, this is Eric Musselman after the game. You love a good non-believers rant. Here was him uh, after the win. All right, so he's thanking CJ. He's thanking everybody else out there that thought they had no chance. Say you're welcome. Somebody get a load of this guy. (laughs) Wait a minute now. So he is the complete opposite of a Cliff Godwin. He wants to read the noise. He wants the noise, and he wants to put it on. Well, no, I disagree with that. Cliff Godwin doesn't like positive noise. He's talking about negative noise, and all coaches love negative noise because they use that as motivation. Oh, that's true. All right. You don't think when Cliff Godwin goes into Nashville to take on Vanderbilt and everybody is picking Vanderbilt, he doesn't tell They the don't believe that? us. Yeah. Every, they don't believe us. Every coach across any sport is playing the they don't believe in us. Like you, They don't think we can win. And it's really funny when, like, Alabama or somebody, like, they'll find – one person picking Georgia in the national championship, and they can be like, nobody oh, believes Coach in Coach K is going to tell his players that on Saturday night. He's going to. Look, they thought, nobody thought, no. Every, no, no please, please. Please, listen. Uh, Paulo, please sit down. Please. Paulo, no, please sit down. Uh, talk this to- isn't part of the program. <laughs> uh, he, he told them to talk to the players first last night. Did you see that? Who? Coach, Musselman? Uh, no, Coach K. Uh, oh, what classy move. Hey, this is not about me. Talk to the players, please. Yeah, please. No, no, no please. Stop no, it. Please. Everyone be quiet. No. I tell you Talk what. Talk to the players first, please. I'll it's not some, about me. I'll give some credit to Duke. They were trailing in their last two games with two, two and a half minutes-ish left and then went on runs to close it out and win, I don't want to say easily, but you didn't have much of a sweat at the end. So uh, credit to them. Uh, Chandler's a closer. Duke Blue Devils, also closers. But Arkansas, tough as nails. 
tough as nails. I'm looking forward to that game tomorrow. You've been all over Arkansas for a long time, Clip Brock. We pick Suey. And it's fun watching them, knowing that you've been on their back, on that Razorback, uh, for so long now. I like well, your style. I like, well, that was kind of edge. How come he doesn't talk to you like he talks to us? Who's you? Who's us? What do you mean? How come he doesn't talk to you like he talks to us? Who, Chandler? Yes. Well, I've, I've had, I'm having a great show so far. If I mess up, I, he can get on me. But so far, I'm just I'm throwing a perfect game out here. I'm Mark Burley. Oh, my. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold on. Hold I on there, Cowboy. No, please. Beat, beat, back no. that Charlie train right back on up. Because right. I didn't screw anything up. He just started jumping down my throat because you told him to. Oh, oh. <laughs> You are the conductor of this. I can't believe it took y'all this long for you to get on me about this. I'm just putting that out there because, I mean, you know, if somebody's going to get thrown under the bus, I'd like to be the driver. Chandler, tell Shirley to turn her mic off. Uh, Shirley, please. (laughs) This is for Shirley Rhodes. Shirley Rhodes, Attention, Shirley Rhodes. Attention, Shirley Rhodes. Turn your mic off. We need a loudspeaker throughout the Pirate Radio studios. And you know what's going to happen during the break, right? Uh, my ass Shirley, if you just want to rev up like Roadrunner, I'll open the door. We're going to have a handicap match between myself and Chandler versus Shirley. CJ is the special guest referee. Referee, I'm the crooked referee. Though. And it's not going to go well for us. I can guarantee that. Uh, speaking of wrestling, big news today. Paul Levesque, 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 Levesque. is retiring. Do you know who that is, Chandler? Mm-mm. Shirley, do you know who that is? I do. So of course, CJ does. That is one Hunter sure. Hurst Helmsley. Better known as Triple H. Do you know H. who that is? <laughs> Triple H. Triple H, correct. He is... Uh, no, I'm not going to let Chandler answer that. Uh, <laughs> CJ, tell Chandler to cut his mic. Chandler, Chandler, cut the mic. You don't know who Triple H is. Quit it. Shirley, uh, this means he is retiring from in-ring wrestling. So is he still in the biz? Yeah, technically yes. He's still with the WWE. Yeah, he's been he's been behind the scenes for years. Yeah, but I believe they told him behind the. Well, yeah, he had a he had a uh, he had a heart condition that almost killed him. And I don't think. And he has a defibrillator. I like how y'all are like teaming up now. Defibrillator, and uh, so he is technically really should not be in the ring at all. Congrats on a great career, Triple H. Congrats. Somebody is pouting. <laughs> did somebody get their feelings hurt? Does Why somebody did need to pull like up that? their big boy pants and get on I with it? I thought he has been done with wrestling. Yeah, this was a weird announcement to me. He hasn't wrestled since WrestleMania 35. And he's so, 52. Yeah. And so. he's been mostly doing front office work. This Correct. would be like Barry it's Bonds a nothing burger. coming out and saying, I'm I'm officially done. Chris Johnson coming out and saying yeah. he's retired. Yeah. Like, no crap. Uh, Susan Dean says, Shirley, tell those boys to get back in their lane. I have your back. Now, if I'm going to be afraid of somebody, it's going to be Susan Dean's. Yeah, well. Look, we don't have to make this men versus women. We can can all... Hey, I'm with Shirley. CJ's (laughs) a team woman. Because CJ is a smart man. (laughs) I'm within Uh, arm's reach right now. Susan also says, hashtag fire Matt rule. No way. He is still employed by the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk some Panthers with Brian North coming up in our next segment. We'll, uh, we'll have plenty of time to dive into the games tonight. Uh, man, Chandler, we had a, a parlay going, and the first two games, that first window, 
they're what we like to call some easy rocking chair winners we're just rocking back we're sitting we're front porch sitting drinking a lemonade I, I, you can have a lemonade i'll have a sweet tea how's the day going it's pretty easy i had arkansas plus nine and a half hell they, hey i had hell, uh, they ended up winning by nine <laughs> i had anyway. villanova now the the nova one kind of was scary it was not scary because what would have happened if it was a push if it was a push, it sat at five there for a little bit. If it was a push and you win the rest of your games on a parlay, it's kind of like you're doing a three-team parlay at that point. Okay. So you still get the value from it, just not that one particular game. The second part looked good in the Texas Tech game because they were up most of the game. They were up like four or five for most of the first. They were up four at halftime. I yeah, would say thirty-three to twenty-nine. But there was one monkey wrench into the whole thing, and that was houston dominated arizona wire to wire from the jump they got up 10 arizona cut it to within three maybe two at one point and that's as close as they got and credit to kelvin sampson and houston you want to talk about tough they're physical they are physical they like to compete and man josh carlton man down low is just that's just straight up bully ball south central product winterville product i mean just bullying in march but their whole team like they're, they're guards huge. do they look like they were like 10 times bigger than arizona yeah they hit the weight room man arizona the pac-12 plays kind of a pretty you know pretty ball gonzaga oh no they go out there and surf <laughs> gonzaga <laughs> is a little too cute a little too pretty and they learned that you don't arkansas you boys are too tough for y'all some bitches you know what i call the razorbacks what you ever heard of Cartwright? Hogs, See, Cartwright. You're saying that too much now. I haven't said it that much. I texted it to you last night. I you, said it to you. We talked about yesterday on the show. You're saying it too much. I didn't say Hogs, Cartwright. CJ, tell me saying it too yeah, much. Yeah, Chandler, stop it. Thank you. All right. All right. CJ, let's not go there. Brian North joins us after this. We'll talk more college hoops and a whole lot more coming up on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after these words. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. Bush Latte on the line. 15 aluminum bottles and a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. We've got breaking news from Bo Bats. Shirley, a trusted source, Bo Bats. For sure. He's never led us Most astray before. 
He says, breaking news, Greg Charles has entered the announcer's transfer portal. Oh, oh man. no. Does that mean we get to keep Jeff? Is there still a Jeff Charles this in another, this scenario? Is this another like brother entering the transfer portal scenario? <laughs> Uh, if you missed it earlier, Newton entered the transfer portal. That was Jawan Newton, brother Jawan of Newton. Tristan Newton. Jawan Newton. Who played his ball for the Purple of Evansville, the Purple Ace. Huh. Mm-hmm. You remember when they came to Greenville in 2013? I do. CIT Tournament, East Carolina put one on them in a big way. We were talking about that a couple weeks ago. Maybe the best I've seen an East Carolina team play at Menji's Coliseum. It was Miguel Paul, Ali Oop, DeKemp. Kemp was it, that was just a dunk fest. Samson was dunking. Uh it was uh it was an absolute show. So there you go. Armstrong was dunking. Man, Tyler Armstrong. I'd love to hear to revisit why he left East Carolina. There was a lot of weird stories going on about that. Samson went to Georgia Tech. You remember that? I do remember. I remember it well. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line and talk more hoops and more with Brian North. He joins us here on this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. North, how you doing, man? Doing well. It's uh it's a beautiful Friday. Yeah. And out and about traveling the roadways of eastern North Carolina and so yeah, man. Fired up for a good weekend. All right, so uh did you do a North family bracket or a WCTI twelve bracket? Uh, did you fill out one this year? I filled out one, but I it was only under duress, and I the only time I've ever won a bracket, I just went through and picked all the the higher seats, and so and it worked out. I I had the better score and the number one seed that year won. That was many years ago, and so under duress to get one done this year, that's what, all I did was just fill one out and I hit the higher seats, and it has not worked out as well this year. But so I didn't pay as quite attention to the bracket as I should, but I've been paying attention to the turn. Well, Brian, uh, you're, you remind me of my wife a lot, and there's another reason why. I, I gave her an empty, uh, clean bracket this year. She returned it to me with all the favorites, and I'm like, "What is even the point? What do I? Do you, this isn't fun." Uh, I was like, I was upset uh, for a moment, but uh, yeah, you can you can win win some that way. Maybe this isn't the year with uh, three number one seeds out in Kansas, still trying to win two games to to get to the final four as a one seed. I, I was on record as saying that. So when I was filling it out, I go, look, this is, and I said this earlier in the year, this is one of those years where the unpredictable is happening because of a lot of reasons with the COVID stuff and the transfer portal and, and just so many factors. There are not the dominant teams that, sh- that even on their bad nights can show up and win. So this is one of those years where in a one-and-done tournament, you're going to have those upsets. Anybody has any kind of off night or bad night, you're primed for an upset. You can't just win by walking on the floor and, and we're seeing that. And so, yeah, we expected this tournament to be like this. We knew it would be whoever could get hot late and uh, whoever got a little luck on their side. And that's kind of what we're seeing so far. Brian North joining us. Brian, uh, I've made it clear. I've, I grew up a North Carolina fan. Uh, you know, changed my ways when I went to East Carolina. But uh, I always wanted that North Carolina Duke tournament matchup. Never saw it uh, when I was a fan Never happened in my life. And, Brian, I don't believe it's ever happened at all, right? Not in the NCAA tournament, not in the NIT. Never in – after the ACC tournament, they've never met after that in season. We are on somewhat of a path for that to happen. I like UCLA tonight. A lot of people like North Carolina. We'll see what happens there. And then, of course, they'd have to 
also get through Purdue or St. Peter's, likely uh, for that to happen. And look, I am a, I've been touting Arkansas all year. They are just a tough team. Sometimes they are really painful to watch offensively, but they play so hard on defense and uh, were able to, to get it done last night against Gonzaga. I think Arkansas can take down Duke, but uh, boy, Duke's on a, a nice run. That was a great win for them last night, Brian. The last two games have been kind of nip-tuck. In fact, they found themselves down with, what, three, two and a half, three minutes left and have gone on runs to close out. They have been great closers in this tournament. And it's been Jeremy Roach, their point guard, who wasn't even starting for a while for them. And all of a sudden, you know, when Duke has had their championship teams, it's because they've had a great point guard step up in the postseason, especially the NCAA tournament. And now if all of a sudden he catches fire like he is and and it continues, Duke will be a tough out. And I will confess, I – I was still up last night to watch the first 10 minutes of the game. I was falling asleep, but it was 10-2 to 2 when I turned it off, and I thought they were going to get smoked. Texas Tech looked that good, so give Duke credit for the adjustments that they made in the game. And then, obviously, I saw the highlights when I had them on the air this morning. And, again, you know, 7 nothing run to end it and, and making those adjustments. So I've said all year, I, this is not the most talented Duke team I've ever seen, but they have enough talent. And, again, you get hot and you get lucky. You can win this tournament, and it seems to be maybe what's happening here. Uh, again, they, they don't have to face Gonzaga. I thought that was going to be a real tough one for them, but now they don't have to deal with them. But Arkansas is good. Uh, Musselman, his dad, I remember when his dad was the head coach of the Albany Patroons of the CBA uh, way back in the day. And so uh, Musselman knows what he's doing. He's a, he's a little quirky, but he's a good coach. And so... That's going to be an interesting matchup in that regional final. All right. was wondering where our random Brian North fact of the day was going to come, and there it is right there. E. Muss's dad. Albany. What was that team called? Albany Patroon. Patroon. What is that? Yeah. That, they, I don't know what a Patroon is. I'll <laughs> tell you that, uh, that Phil Jackson was a head coach of them, too, at one point. They had some great coaches. Uh, George Carl. Oh, wow. All sorts of good coaches go through the Albany Patroon. Yeah. Interesting. The CBA. Yep. All right, Brian, I'd love to see the stat on how many teams have blown a, even like 15, but 20, in this case, 24-point lead and gone into overtime and just lost by like 8 or 10. Like the, the team that blows that lead and has that bubble burst and that meltdown seemingly never wins in overtime, but that was not the case last Saturday. North Carolina able to knock off Baylor in OT, and uh, there was a local kid involved in helping them do that, Brian. They were cooked. I thought they were done. And then Dontre Styles comes out and hits that three-pointer, and all of a sudden they had new life. And, and maybe it was one of those deals where, you know, the, the big comeback took too much out of them and they couldn't sustain it. But, no, when you have already lost two of your better players and they only go six or seven deep anyways, and you're going and getting bench guys who hardly played at all uh, throughout the season and are key guys, that was that was an epiphany type of game for uh, North Carolina. Maybe Hubert Davis that maybe he could trust his guys a little bit more, but – that was I was as surprised as anybody. They they limp to the finish and all of a sudden they catch fire in OT. It's just a really strange thing, but but I think you're right. It sums up this season. All right. So how about tonight? Uh, a couple of blue bloods going at it, and UCLA with Mick Cronin went on that run in the tournament last year, trying to do the same this year. The the question for the Bruins there. Uh, really, and good all-around player in Jaime Jaquez. He is day-to-day, I guess they're calling it. So uh, it sounds like he's going to try to give it a go. How effective will he be? We don't know. But North Carolina, outside of that uh, speed bump uh, against Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament, has been one of the hottest teams uh, in the country. We've talked about that these last few weeks, Brian, and uh, they're, they're rolling into this one tonight. And when they get rest. 
right? Because they don't go that deep when they're rested. They seem to come back and play better. And so I'm expecting them to to play very well tonight. They're in Philadelphia, and I know this current team hasn't played there, but UNC has had a good history when they play in Philadelphia. They'll have a uh, a good fan base there cheering them on. So no, it's, uh, I think it's a very winnable game for UNC. I mean, I don't think it's a blowout by any means. Obviously, UCLA is good on any given night. Anything can happen. But I certainly like Carolina's chances tonight. I saw a stat, well, it's more of a, a betting line, Brian, of conference that wins the NCAA tournament. And the favorite right now is the ACC. And part of it is what you said with Duke. Some of it's what we talked about with North Carolina. And by the way, the other part is Jim Laranega and his Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. Wire to wire, pretty easy win against Auburn. They looked awesome last weekend, last Sunday. Uh, they got Iowa State tonight, and then if they win, we'll take on the Providence-Kansas winner. So, yeah, it's a lot of North Carolina and Duke talk, but I could see Miami maybe sliding into the Final Four for the first time ever. They were all dangerous all year long. They had some good wins, and they had that occasional stumble. But, you know, Jim Laranega has been a good coach for a long time. And he was back on those uh, Terry Holland staffs at UVA when Ralph Sampson was there. That's how long he's been hmm. at this deal. And then he was at George Mason and had great success there in the CAA for many years and took them to the Final Four. And, and then he landed at Miami where he's had a little bit better caliber of athlete. But every year they're just always sneaky good. They're not flashy. Laranega doesn't catch a lot of headlines. He doesn't say anything too bombastic every now and then he'll go out there but no they're always they're just a team that kind of sneaks up on you but they're also that team that never wins that big game that catches your eye either and now they yeah. have a chance to do it again and you know iowa state's another one of those teams it's kind of that you know the name but they just never seem to catch that big win when they need it so somebody's gonna be going to the elite eight out of this game yeah and had this one uh on sport at sports trivia the other night miami trying to make it to the elite eight for the first time in school history brian you would think they had been there before, but right. furthest along they've been is the uh, Sweet 16. I'm trying to think of who would be like the best Miami basketball player of all time, and I cannot think of one off the top of my head. Hmm. Let me see if they have any jerseys retired, and I'll uh, we'll uh, we'll look that up. That's a good one. You know, obviously we all know about the Canes uh, football program and their baseball program. I think it's won a national championship or two or seven. Uh, but yeah, now that you mentioned, oh wow, okay. Well, uh, here's yeah, it's pretty obvious once you see it. But I don't associate him with Miami. Uh, Rick Barry, uh, all-time leading scorer and uh, you know Hall of Famer. So there you go. Yeah, that was a few days ago. But yeah, nah, just a few last week. I'm more of a uh, I don't know McClintock. I remember him playing for, for Miami. Those guys, but yeah. Yeah, All right, the U trying to make it uh, to the Elite Eight for the first time tonight when they take on Iowa State. Yeah, I, I, look, I love it every year, Brian, but with the fans back this year and the format, you remember last year they kind of had that funky Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday set up? Yeah. So it was different. This this feels right again. I've really enjoyed this tournament this year. And these four days are always some of the best of basketball. I know the first weekend, the full weekend of the tournament, everybody loves because there's so many games and so many upsets. But your best basketball is this weekend with four games today, yesterday, four games today, and then the two and two. That is, it, it's the best brand of basketball uh, is this weekend. Uh, you got any uh, nuggets on St. Peter's, Brian? Uh, you, you know, Jersey City up there. You, you, yep. I don't know how close you are uh, where you were, were from in New York, but what do you know about St. Peter's? Yeah, you can see the Statue of Liberty from Jersey City. So that's, a, that's as far as that knowledge goes. Okay. Um, and outside of that, the Peacock's name is Peter, Peter the Peacock, and that's all I got. Uh, did you know, Brian, that today 
March 25th, is that today's date? It certainly is, is National Peacock Day. I'm just saying. It's not National Boilermaker Day. Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, let me tell you, uh, 15 feet, as as it's been well documented, has never won an Elite Eight game. Yeah, this is going to be trouble. So I think they're going to be in in serious trouble. Purdue is one of those teams that I think could end up uh, in a championship here and maybe win the championship. No one's been talking about them. It's been great for them this week. Everyone wants to focus on St. Peter, so they've just kind of been laying in the weeds. Uh, getting that chip on their shoulder. So I, I think Purdue is one of those dangerous teams that I think has a real good chance to get to the Final Four and maybe win it all. Yeah, they are a unique team in 2022 with how big they are, but also have one of the best players in uh, Jaden Ivey as well in the country. Brian, I was going to play a game, but Tony Collins uh, couldn't join us on Thursday. We'll play it when he joins us next week. I'm going to name a quarterback, and Tony's going to have to tell me what team he's on in the NFL because it has never been like this before. Every team is trying to upgrade, even if it's a small, tiny upgrade. Uh, but but how about Matt Ryan? It's going to be really strange to see him in the blue uh, in Indy next year. Yeah, and and what is Atlanta doing in their case? I think they just, you know, it's kind of the youth movement, want to get younger, but I didn't. That was a weird one, but you know the Colts are trying to go with a Philip Rivers 2.0 yeah. and get a guy for one or two years, a veteran quarterback. With a, they've got all the pieces; they just need a quarterback to to make plays when they need him to. And Matt Ryan has certainly done that in his career. He is older, but no, that one was one that certainly caught my eye. And at the time, I thought maybe they they thought they were still going to get the Sean Watson, uh, the former ball boy there, made sense. But then when he ended up going to Cleveland, I just I don't couldn't quite figure out what Atlanta's going to do. I don't think Marcus Mariota. Even though he knows the playbook, he played for Arthur Smith. Oh, by the way, here's your fun fact. If I haven't mentioned it before, Arthur Smith's wife used to be a WCTI reporter. Allison's also been back. Oh, wow. Did not know that. Yeah. And now they got like four or five kids. And, uh, and you know, Arthur is also part of that uh, FedEx. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, she, uh, she's she got a little FedEx money coming her way, too. Yeah. yeah she gets the deliveries. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so. You know they have some history there, but I don't. I'm not quite sure what else they're going to do there. And I got to think with Ar- with Arthur Smith. Look, man, he doesn't have a super long leash. He doesn't. He's got the FedEx name. He doesn't have the coaching name where he's going to have going to get more than a couple of years in Atlanta. So uh, he needs a quarterback who can get it done. And I thought Matt Ryan would be that guy, but maybe there's some uh, some turmoil there we don't know about. And that's Brian. That's the thing. That's a great point because we'll talk about this with Tony Dunn. We talk Panthers at four o'clock, like. Matt Rule, if he was the coach GM, would sell the entire farm to get a quarterback this year because he's on his you know his final days there. It seemingly, but is Scott Fitterer the GM on his final days? I think he's got a longer leash, so he is not going to give up everything just to help out Matt Rule this year. He's thinking long term. Now for Arthur Smith, you got to think going into year two, they trade away your franchise quarterback. You you get a bit of a longer leash, but yeah, it's twenty twenty. You just don't get that time anymore. No, yeah. No. And I and I think with the Panthers, we're living in David Tepper's world. I don't know if the coach or GM have much to do with it. <laughs> this is David Snyder type stuff. I keep, I've said it on your show before, and I'll say it again. You accidentally called him David Snyder, but it may, that's his new name, David. You said David Snyder. Snyder type stuff. He is now David. The, the Panthers owner is known as David <laughs> Snyder until otherwise. Daniel Snyder type stuff. Yeah, you interfere, and it's just, and then you blame the people you interfered with, and you fire them and go to the next. <laughs> it just it reeks of this this uh, deal where they're not following through. David Tepper falls in love with somebody, i.e. Cam Newton or 
or uh, say uh, Darnold, Darnold. Darnold, and they bring them in, and then um, they fall out of love with him in a hurry, and then that's out of the next one. So it's just <laughs> it's just a real unstable situation. Going from Jerry Richardson, who would never give media interviews and would never say anything, and would try and keep coaches around for a while and, and build, and they went to two, two Super Bowls, and now you've gone opposite end of the spectrum. And as a Panther. Uh, someone who's covered the Panthers and for Panther fans, this is just new territory. But yeah, uh, I, that's that's where I place the blame is on the owner. I don't know if the head coach and the, and the GM have much say when the owner comes in and says we're going to do this. That's a really good point, Brian. You, you kind of man those days with Richardson and Rivera are so like conservative and boring, mm-hmm. and now you you go to the other end of the spectrum and you you kind of miss those boring days if you're a Panthers fan. And this guy wants soccer and concerts. <laughs> artificial turf and it's yeah. just it's just been crazy all jerry wanted was jeans friday folks <laughs> that's all he wanted jeans fridays and hardies for everybody <laughs> and and you also said something that sums it up perfect the, the one man's trash is another man's treasure deal because you said the colts have everything in place they just need a quarterback well their quarterback was carson wentz who now washington is trying to sell as their major upgrade so it's like one fan base gets fed up with the guy. He goes to a different team, and it's like, all right, we got our guy now. We're ready. To, it's it's hilarious to me. It's happening in the coaching world forever, and now it's uh, it's certainly a thing in professional sports with the players. Yeah, it, it's been weird. And there's a Colts. There's there's another unstable owner that they have there. Oh yeah, Ursay. And so maybe you know maybe that that's the deal with the quarterback there. But Frank Reich, who was you know had his brilliant moments as a backup and. Uh, two of the great, you know, greatest comebacks in the history of football ever. Uh, he was a part of college and pros, and so it's the quarterback situation has been weird for them ever since uh, Andrew Luck uh, stepped out on him. So um, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird they haven't been able to develop a quarterback in the, in the last couple of years. So I don't know. They're trying. I mean, everybody's kind of throwing stuff against the wall, and you hope it sticks at the right time, but. You know, it comes down to chemistry. It comes down to a lot of times in football, continuity is king. And when you keep yeah. changing all these parts, you wonder if the product is going to suffer. Brian North joining us. I didn't talk to you last Friday. We had a wall-to-wall NCAA tournament coverage, Brian. So this is the first time I'm bringing up Michael Schwartz's name, I believe, with you. Uh, what's your uh, your take on the new hire for East Carolina basketball? Well, I, I had never heard of Michael before, but as soon as uh, we started putting the pieces together, connecting the dots, obviously the Tennessee connection, uh, with the ECU's AD and with uh, his past history at Tennessee and Rick Barnes endorsing him. And so uh, it's interesting. Uh, I think he's – a lot of people are always going to say when it comes to ECU basketball, show me, how are you going to be different than the previous right. coaches yeah. who have struggled with this whole deal and, and figuring out the recruiting and keeping them there. And, um, you know, he stayed with Tennessee until they were done, and, and now he's going to try to implement it. So it's going to be one of those deals. He'll come in and he'll try to say all the right things, but until – you get the recruits and, and put the product on the floor. They can win and compete in the AAC. You know, show me. Otherwise, it's just going to be two, three years, and then it'll be looking for the next guy. Yeah, and uh, we'll end on this stat, something I saw earlier today. ECU, you know, does have some basketball history. Cincinnati and East Carolina have combined to win 46 NCAA tournament games. Uh, Cincinnati has 46 of those, and ECU has zero. So. Yeah, it's uh it's a long, tough history. You know, when UNC Wilmington just won the um, CBI the other day. Oh, yeah, saw that. I, I was looking at that. You know, Jimmy Bass, uh, former ECU uh, assistant athletic director, who's the AD down there now. But they had only won one NCAA game. That was their only postseason uh, tournament victory and, and any postseason victory. And so 
TCU had more postseason wins than them when they won the CIT there uh, a few years ago. But You're talking about like a total, like NCAA tournament yeah. and everything? Because didn't they, yeah. they upset, was it the Blizzard year or I don't know, how many tournament wins do they have? Did you say one? I thought it was only one, maybe it was two, but okay. uh, everything else, uh, NIT they'd lost, any other tournament they'd been in, they'd lost and they'd never won, but they had that one NCAA tournament win. I thought they had more, but I started looking it up, and so, but you look at what the neighbors at Wilmington have done, and and uh, the consistency the coaches, they've had coaches go through that have, have gone on to better jobs. ECU, it's been tough, man. It's ended a lot of careers, really. But then you see Jeff Lebo sitting there on the UNC bench coaching his son, and so it's worked out well for him, but uh, it's Taking that job at ECU, um, you got to seriously think about how it impacts your future when, when you're uh, taking that job because it's ended a lot of careers. Well, here you go, Brian. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. Jerry Wainwright's last season, they won against USC in the NCAA tournament and then lost to eventual national uh, championship runner-up Indiana in round two. So that was 2002. Uh, the only victory that UNCW's had in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and and the postseason until this year, yeah. won four games. And the postseason complete. Yeah, wow. Okay, yeah. so uh, they got a good thing going down there with uh, their coach Siddle. Uh, had a great year. So see if that translates into next season. Although now, as you know, Brian, it's like it's year to year. That's kind of how I'm watching all sports now, but especially college basketball. It's not like what do you have the next three years. It's what do you have this year. Is with the portal and all that. It's harder to watch for the casual fan. Sure, yeah. Because if you don't fully invest, you know. You're way behind. You're lost. Uh, yeah. Right. You get no players over time, and if they're not staying there, it's hard to get invested in them because you have to learn everybody new every year. And for the casual fan, not the one who's you know involved all the time, but the casual fan, it makes it a little bit tougher to watch. And, and I think fandom overall is going to hurt eventually because of that. No doubt. No doubt. North, uh, enjoy the man. Have a fantastic weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good, Clipper. Thank you, Brian North, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. We will take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour number one, get you ready for a big hour two, where Tony Dunn will join us, and it's baseball season, it's March Madness, and the NFL has continued to dominate the headlines. Wild week in the NFL, and it could get even wilder if there is any smoke to this Tom Brady fire that's going on. I should have said any fire to this Tom Brady smoke that's going on, but I did not say that, but then I did just then. Take a time out, come back, more to go, Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Barat. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. We are 
in hour two but we owe you a break so we'll uh we'll quickly uh chat here for a moment then go back to a commercial and officially get into our nfl talk with tony dunn tony does join us here in the pirate radio studios what's up tony we we looking good uh we 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 man's here have you seen did you see see the new jackass anybody Uh -uh. me neither i think i've aged out (laughs) that sounds like a chandler comment but we man we man is from jackass right i don't remember all right i thought it was just like french for yes yes i I think i think you're correct and chandler is a wee man because he's a yes he's my yes man yeah (laughs) hey thanks Shirley. uh we have smoothed things over from hour one where we were all about to fight each other chandler and i had a nice shouting match during the break thought we were about to have to get a steel cage match in (laughs) we missed you still gotta worry about my feelings from wednesday yeah uh tony and i are about to go at it coming up uh in a little bit so looking forward to that uh congratulations to our neighbors here uh at pirate radio sub dogs who has moved on to the final four uh for the best bar in america sub dogs advances and they are the champion of the south they will take on champs oh a rematch a rematch uh, one tyler feldman went to penn state came here to greenville and i had him because he had been to both places do his power rankings on a lot of different categories i just tweeted that out that was from years ago so uh once again sub dogs in the final four isn't it getting to the point with sub dogs that like if they don't make the final four it's just a disappointing season that's a great point so who are they they are the chiefs they are the i was gonna say lakers tampa right now they're the bucks the The patriots of old yeah the dodgers if you don't make it to at least the final four it's a huge disappointment yeah i agree they have uh they have been so good in years past at getting votes online so i have a lot of confidence that pirate nation will step up and help sub dogs continue their dominance and it's not just pirate nation it's other schools around the the country that might have already been kicked out of the tur- of the tournament or just you know other schools that like ecu you know? so it's not just pirate nation that's helping out there's there's some help from the outside too so we are the going world. for three Tony, you have uh, a lot of folks living at the Dunn com- compound. Did yes. y'all do a family bracket or anything? No, not this year. Uh, did you do one at I Pitt did, Community? Did not. Did I did you not do, do one do amongst friends at all. This did you year. do one against Carolina Cat Chronicles listeners? No. Did you do Tony? <laughs> no bracket. Tony. No bracket this year. How you and you feel? Do you feel free? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how free I feel when I fill them out too, as a bird. Like <laughs> you're like uh, Roddy Van Zant. I, I did enjoy listening uh, to Big Man on campus talk about uh, the matchups, and I, if I would have put money on what he said, I feel like we would have won some money. Duke. He liked Duke. He got Gonzaga he, he wrong. He jumped off the Arkansas yeah, train I know. a little too early. He nailed Houston, and he liked... When's Villanova play? I think the Nova... He liked, what did he say, the over or the under? I he said, said the over, and I what don't think it? that would have hit. Oh, okay. So, I think so he probably was went about two and two. 50-50. But he, if you'd have gone Houston and Duke Moneyline, you'd have been pretty good uh, last night. So, uh, so are you watching it at all? Following I'm listening it? to you guys and following it on Twitter and all things like that. Yeah. Did you have anybody in mind, like who you were, who you would have picked if you made a bracket to win it all? Ooh. Gonzaga. 
Gonzaga. No, I would be pulling for like Houston. I like yeah, I like them because we've seen I've seen them play. Oh, wow. um, about the uh, yeah, the state of North Carolina hero Kelvin Sampson. Yes, I mean I would have had some guys. I think I probably would have had some of the teams that are sticking around right now in there because like I'd probably well, take Duke to, to get there and North Carolina. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, I mean I would have been all right. Chandler and I like the U. They play tonight. Big ball game. I watched that Michigan State Duke game. You know, so I've watched yeah. a few games, but but Tony's focus is his beloved Carolina Panthers. I mean, there's a it never takes a day off. It feels like it does so, not. You know? It does not even give us March Madness. We we have to have quarterbacks that have been in somewhere for 15 years going other. I places. saw one of my friends tweeted today. He said, uh, "Man, I took one day off of Twitter and look, Kyler Murray and the, talking about the Panthers trying to trade for Kyler Murray. <laughs> it's All like, right. What is going on? Yeah, Chandler, you mentioned that as a tease early in the show. Surely, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll talk." Panthers, QB carousel, which is still not done. Where does Baker Mayfield end up? And a whole lot more when it comes to the National Football League when we return. Deshaun Watson spoke today, introduced by the Browns. So we'll talk about that as well. We're back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Winslow's is open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, dinner, and they have their famous brunch starting at 1030 on Sundays. Winslow's also has the best selection of beers around. They are located on 5th Street, right beside the State Theater in Uptown Greenville. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Friday, a 15-pack of Bush Latte Bush on the line for you. Also, a pizza, large two-topping pizza from Domino's can be yours in hour three of today's program. Clip Brock, Chandler Honeycutt, and Tony Dunn in the Pirate Radio Studios, CJ Schaefer, Shirley Rhodes alongside as well. Chandler's looking at some pictures I just posted. I was looking for the old... This is great! The grades that... uh, Tyler Feldman gave champs in College Station, Pennsylvania, and Subdogs here in Greenville. And as I was looking for that, I ran across uh, some other great old pictures involving Tyler Feldman. The little jump that you had, Tony, was so funny. Do we still do uh, the, the old picture of Zach Mascovich? You know the, the face app or whatever. You could make yourself look oh, like the opposite sex. You can make yourself look young or old. There's a great one of Tyler Feldman and Zach Maskiewicz as old men, and it's very creepy. <laughs> he looks like my it uncle. Looks, it is it a, looks too real. Like I know. Woody. Like, I was at first, I didn't get it. it is Tyler a, looks like my uncle Woody. It is a very disturbing look into the future of uh, what they'll look like as old men. I really like the one the of... The best part is they're at a Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> two old men at the Waffle House they're talking the about their grandkids. <laughs> And uh, they look like they're like divorced and have become a couple themselves. <laughs> they the, like united in their uh, retirement yeah. home, yeah. their retirement village. Um, there's another great one of former interns Atticus and Stefan carrying uh, Tyler to his car after a uh, a pirate radio appearance because he did F3 that morning. So got some good stuff here. All right, uh, moving on from that, the Saints have made a deal. Oh, wow. It never stops, Tony, as you said. Who did they get? Ian Rappaport says the Saints have, fined for, have signed, not fined, 
signed a former chief safety daniel Sorensen okay. to a one-year deal so they add to their secondary or subtract whichever way you want to look at it uh all right i don't even know where to begin let's begin with that thing you dropped earlier in the show today chandler where you saw uh some betting odds for kyler murray who is look everything should be going fine they got a lot of weapons there <laughs> yeah maybe the it's third fourth year they got a young coach a young quarterback so why are we seeing odds out on kyler murray's next team and was it the team at the top of the list the carolina panthers yeah i mean well it I, I saw it on like a betting account on twitter i was like all right the first thing i do when i look at tweets is see how many like how much traction it gets how many retweets likes and stuff and this had gotten a lot of likes and it was actually a reliable account and when it, it said, comes to gambling yes yeah and uh, the odds were out for kyler murray as the next quarterback for mine and tony's carolina panthers at plus 500 which is we were the leaders for kyler murray which is you know who was on the top of the list for starting quarterback those are not astronomical odds by the way no five 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 to one five yeah five to one well four to one how do you i see i just say plus 500 because i don't know the what to what very well me either okay you Uh, win more money though than you bet and when you came in tony chandler asked why is this even a thing why is this a thing? Why is Kyler Murray not the quarterback of the future for the Cardinals? Well, what what has happened, and you've heard every GM talk about this and everybody who t- talks about building an organization, is that the way the NFLPA agreement with the NFL is, is it's structured for those first five years of a first-round pick being watch Dwayne protected. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, th- look, it's like we just signed uh, Sam Darnold for his fifth-year option last year ahead of time, right? And that was – it sounds stupid because Sam Darnold is stinky, but to have a fifth-year quarterback for $20 million that is a top-level quarterback is a great deal for an organization. So Kyler Murray, what, is in his fourth year now, going into his fourth? Mm -hmm. So they're going to probably sign him to his fifth-year option the following year. So he won't get a new contract for two more years, and he's sitting there going, I could be injured. Um, We could have another bad year. So he wants some cash now, Now. big cash. Yeah. And the Cardinals say no, so there's going to be a team that says yes. Right. So if he says, I will not play, and then somebody else says, we'll trade for him, though, and we will pay him. And we'll pay him and we'll pay you. Yeah. Then maybe it works. And basically, it- he's watching to see what's happened with Deshaun Watson. He's watching what's happened with these other players. Well, is it like a Tyreek Hill situation? Because I didn't know. I just assumed he'd be a Chiefs receiver for the rest of his career. That's what I thought. And then he's, you said the Chiefs said, we'll make you the highest pay receiver in the NFL. And he's like, okay. He's well, like, that's I can great. Do that somewhere else. <laughs> but I can get even more somewhere else so he decided to do that guy get your money dude i don't i don't fault these guys at all i do say this is that um tyreek hill was making that i'm excited to be part of finn's nation going there in the airplane and he was wearing a chief's necklace <laughs> that was still funny uh, yeah well. uh look is that get that money man like you got to get paid and here's the thing for the chiefs is that look you can only have so many Mark, top marquee players, right? They played Patrick Mahomes. That's the problem. They paid that- Travis Kelsey, and they paid a guy on the defense. And so here's the thing is that they told Tyreek Hill they would make him the highest-paid receiver. 
but they didn't say we're going to make reset the market with you really like there's ways to say you're the highest paid receiver and you're not getting as much as um you could get somewhere else so it's a lot about that guaranteed money the length of the contract how it's spread out how it's organized because then they're going to ask you to restructure in the future there's a bunch of things that are going to happen and so players need to try to get as much money as they can they got to pay their agents off they got to you know do all of this stuff and on top of that ask javon walker about this <laughs> you always go back to that one and that's a great example you know is that um you never you can go from a top flight player the the guy in the nfl to one knee injury away and it's and now it's two three years before you're good again so i mean i understand this um it does i don't really understand it with the deshaun watson story as much um when he gets financially rewarded for not only throwing a temper tantrum but also getting in a lot of trouble in on the outside of football yeah uh, it's a it's a weird deal this is and i always say this tony like a broken record i wish there was more the nfl could do to reward teams for good drafting so they could keep their players and instead of just running out of money it's not like baseball where you could if your owner's got money and willing to pay you can bring in whoever and football if you're if you draft too well too bad you're going to lose those guys in four years when they're in their prime it does encourage it does make the draft really important though right is because you got to keep restocking yeah you got to continue you can't just rest on these teams you're not going to keep groups of guys though together for a long long periods of time it's very difficult yeah uh, no doubt all right so sam darnold is like the the panthers have been one of the very few teams to not be involved in a good or bad way with this year's quarterback carousel that is a very small list of teams. You've either because you've either got a good one you're keeping, or you just hadn't gotten the mix yet, and we're waiting. Maybe the Panthers wait until the draft to get into the mix of this thing. There is no telling with the Panthers what the quarterback situation is. It's like that's the question: is what the heck is the quarterback? In fact, they're so blatantly open that they need a quarterback. They basically just have said, "Look, we're put. We think we got a good team. We think we got. We've gotten better. The offensive line is really good now, and um, we just need to figure out what we're doing at quarterback." And so, uh, who's saying that? Everybody, Scott Fitter, though, the, the like guy the, that makes these deals, the guy and, making the decisions. Yes. Yeah, so he know. came out here. I, it's, it's like me coming on the air and just saying, "You know what? I don't really like my marriage," and that's it. Like as, as, that's it. I'm looking for a better marriage out there. Look, I got a great. Tony loves you, Miranda. I got a great family life. Things are going well. It's just you know we got to figure out the wife situation. <laughs> that is, it's. I've never. It is now. I if that feel means, bad for Sam Darnold. If that means my wife performing better in her marital duties. If that means me finding another one. You know that is actually what he said. Except for he just said quarterback. Yeah, when you put it that way, that's not good. And then uh, one of the best parts was. Um, they were referencing how the Deshaun Watson fallout has affected teams. I mean, because the Panthers were openly in the running. They gave everything they could to get Deshaun Watson. And I mentioned this, Tony. The Falcons went to Matt Ryan and said, hey, we're involved in this. We, we want to be up front and let you know. Yeah. Apparently, the Bakers, they did that too, but they weren't as open about it because remember, Baker put out that statement. Yeah. So what did the Panthers do with their quarterback? The Panthers just... Went after Deshaun Watson, and then they were asked, well, how have you managed the people that were involved in that trade indirectly, whether it be people that are 
offered on the table or Sam Darnold. Maybe the guy who Deshaun Watson comes in and takes his spot. Exactly. Have you talked to that yeah. guy? He said, did, did, did you ever called him? He said, nope, we have not called him. <laughs> and then it was like over. It was just like, nope, we're t- he's a pro. Like, he was so unapologetic about it. So Sam is in the Panthers family, but he is like the black sheep that nobody yes. talks about. No one cares. They ca- <laughs> <laughs> no one gives a damn that's the thing Sam. they're at family dinner no he cares. always gets the last scoop no. out of the potatoes it's like you're good. handing it past him bad. all the time <laughs> yeah. oh that looks great i feel bad for this dude because i, I, I do just too the ugly stepchild i do too and i think some of it is he's not sca- a bad guy he I just think sucks at football i think a little of his scapegoating though i hate to say it is yes he stinks but look <laughs> Or he stunk. How about that? Let's just say he has stunk. Just say he stinks in the future. Look, they, they didn't do him any favors either. They just gave him a terrible offensive line in a system where they fired the offensive coordinator. He, well, that's kind of classic know, Panthers, right? It's kind of, it's classic NFL, and it's just basically is this. is Who has the most power is the one who, do, who can defer the blame and deflect the blame. So, I mean, look, is Sam Darnold's is – you got a coach that's – Potentially losing his job. You got a GM that's trying to make a name for himself and separate him from this coach. And a brand got, new owner. And you've got an easy out and saying, you know what? If we just had a star quarterback, yeah. it would be better. You're right. That is easy to say in, in this day's NFL. Yeah. So I think this is, I think Sam Darnold uh, could start this year and be better than he was last year, given the improvements made on the offensive line. The guy that we want, Austin Corbett, the guy that we replaced, uh, John Miller. With who was our starting left guard or right guard? One right of the guard. two. Corbett's the right guard that just got done winning a Super Bowl with the Rams, and he's uh, la- he's allowed four sacks or eight sacks in, or four sacks in four years. Yeah, and John Miller allowed eight sacks in one year last year. So I mean, like they were just all they were just devouring. I mean, there's, Sam Darnold's out there playing for his life. He made a ton of bad decisions. I'm not defending him, but I don't think um, they did him any favors. All right, and they get... certainly didn't call and apologize to him. In <laughs> fact, they're waiting on him to call and apologize to them. <laughs> Let's take a time out. We'll come back more on the Panthers. Add some uh, McCaffrey contract news this week. Restructured. Yeah. Chandler said, what does that mean? Mm. I thought it meant you're making way for uh, a Baker contract or a QB contract. Could be. But... We'll talk about that on the other side, but I've heard that there is mutual disagreements, uninterested in both parties. Mutual disagreements. Mutual disinterest. Yes, between the two. All right, we'll get into that and more when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, or how about erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Or are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. All products and services are on sale now at the Spring Extravaganza going on now through April 8th. 
Visit BeautyBarMediSpa.com for more information. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Content junkie Schaefer here with Chandler Honeycutt, Tony Dunn, CountyCatChronicles.com. They just posted the odds to win the NFC South. You have to bet $270 to win $100 if you take the Bucks. Every other team is plus money to win the South. You know what would be awesome is uh, the guy that goes and puts $10,000 to win like $250. Oh, right, yeah. And then they trade Tom Brady, just like that guy that bought his last football, and then the next day <laughs> they're like, he bought a $500,000 last touchdown football of Tom Brady. The next day Tom Brady says, I'm coming back. So it's just now a regular a football. football. It's All the right. next, to la- next to not last. There is smoke about Tom Brady. Uh, let's see. All right, so... The Athletic NFL says, amid rumors of Tom Brady joining the Dolphins, a source tells Jeff Howell of The Athletic, there's nothing happening between the two. In fact, I need it to happen. Tom Brady is still recruiting free agents to come to join him in Tampa. I wish it would happen. That, uh, that That's strange that that even comes up. But Imagine if, well, first it would be, it's harder for him to get in the AFC. The AFC is going to be a tougher road to the Super Bowl than the NFC. True, But if he joins the Miami Dolphins, a team that has not won a Super Bowl in a bazillion years, it feels like, and then goes and wins it, there's like he's automatic. Like there's no, he is the GOAT. Well, I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. And the the other question. That's a different level of GOATness. Yeah, I mean, it's like unprecedented. What What are the rules for professional players and like going back to college? (laughs) <laughs> like do you lose your eligibility entirely when you i think once you become a professional so he couldn't like go play like college baseball a, or something oh i think you could do it in a different JR sport okay now it would be awesome because he's starting to become like a mercenary that wins championships yeah so like what if you just had like somebody that were like you know what we're gonna recruit Tom, but you didn't win a college championship. Come on back and let's do it. And just does it in a bunch of different sports, yeah. a bunch of different things. Pro bowling too, like just whatever. If he could do it though in football, college football, that would be awesome. Uh well, let's say that he's gonna stay with Tampa, which he likely will. Uh the Saints bring back Jameis. What do you think about that, Tony? I, I saw the records of their starters from last year. There was a lot of over, offers. Who were the guys? Y'all remember? You you said uh, Ian Book was uh, one of Trevor them. Simeon, Trevor Simeon. Ian Book. And, whatever. Uh, then Taysom Hill. And Jameis was 5-2 and two as a starter. Everybody else had a losing record as a starter. Small sample size, but they're decent with Jameis. What if that, is Michael Thomas coming back? How about this? Is I th- I'd rather I have... I think that Jameis Winston is better than the other guy that was taken in that same draft that's now playing for Atlanta, Mariota. Yeah, if we think I'll, like that, I like, take, take that. Like so, I think Jameis Winston gives you a chance to win. I think this is the thing about Jameis. Yeah, he's just a man. Easy to say, he gives you a great chance to lose too. He can, it's he can. And, I mean, like and that year he threw fifty touchdowns. He was a 30 30, 30, 30 man. Yeah. You you also don't have to ask him to do all of that. You know, is that like in Tampa? They did ask. They drafted him number one or number was it number one overall? Number one overall. And they never had a run game. Right, and it's just like this. is like we did it with Cam. You know, it's like you just kind of go is that when you have a guy that you think is supposed to be a superstar 
you ask them to do everything and more. When you have a like a guy that's past that moment where you don't expect that out of him, I'm not. I'm just saying he could be better. Remember that game you were talking about, Chandler, Week One last year where they blew out the Packers. Jameis was like seven of eleven or something. They just did it with defense and Camara running and stuff like that. So I don't know. It, it appeared that the Falcons are basically doing the. Uh, Remember when the story came out, the Dolphins owner was trying to get them to lose games? Is yeah. that what Arthur Blank's doing I think right so. now? Uh, they are losing for who? Bryce Hall, is that his name? Who's the Alabama quarterback? Bryce Young. Bryce, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Um, maybe they are in the sweepstakes for next year's quarterback. I don't know. But it looks like they are not really actively trying to win now. So in that division, you've got the Bucks, who are Super Bowl or bust. And then the Saints and Panthers are trying to win now, but don't have the parts that other teams do. Yeah. That's where we are. the Falcons are are committed to the tank, it looks like. Look at that ugly stepchild on the team. (laughs) Scott Fitterer, Darnold, in the lead. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Of course he is. That is not a great uh, endorsement, though, Tony. It was so uncomfortable. Which tells us that if they don't get a Jimmy G or a Darnold, they are drafting a guy high in the draft, which you hope is Malik Willis. I do. And you yeah, like Malik. now what looks like we would have to make an effort to get him. Isn't that crazy? That we should, ha- we might have to trade up to that we went Because from- we can't just sit on our hands at six. We went Malik from Willis. no quarterbacks maybe in the top ten to now if you want a guy, you better trade up to one or two to get one. <laughs> That's insanity. Yeah. And a lot of that is from Pro Day hysteria. Well, I think, too, it is some of the realities – hysteria of, of what other how do you say that name? word hysteria 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 okay i went uh, real country with it <laughs> hysteria hysteria <laughs> you know uh deshaun watson all that really hysteria miss oh really today. you know that's a good thing to do when you get in trouble like especially if you're like a southern preacher or whatever it really is you break out the southern accent and talk a little slow he and people, used the word auntie like oh and you're like word. oh auntie oh, yep. of course i love auntie <laughs> he's got an auntie i can relate to that oh, that's he has cute. two he he's said got my two, two aunties? aunties and it was just like oh okay yeah. did the show watson make up an extra auntie <laughs> to get sympathy i don't know um, i'm sorry go ahead well, oh, oh. Here's the thing: is it's, it's got to do with the teams ahead of you. And uh, right now, is that the teams ahead of us don't need a quarterback, except for the Lions potentially could. So there's like the number two pick. Where are the Seahawks? Are they behind you? Yep. Okay. But the team in front of us, which is the Giants, ah, you can trade. Like people could inevitably trade ahead of us just a spot or two. And then we get. Well, then you don't get it. Are you saying the Texans wouldn't draft a quarterback? No. Yeah. Well, maybe. No. I think they're going to try to give the Davis, Davis Mills, Mills one more time. And well, maybe. And it just doesn't seem like they're super hungry. But but maybe. you're right. That is interesting. So the Jags are good at QB. Yep. The Lions will probably draft one. I would think. So at first we were thinking, man, we're the number one team that like is going to want to draft a take a risk on a quarterback this year. But now it says, man, will Detroit take a risk, a chance on it? And the Giants are right. And then we know that Pittsburgh is really interested in getting a quarterback. Mike Tomlin likes Malik Willis a lot. Where is Pittsburgh? They're behind. 
14 or something, but they're trying. They're one of those teams that could jump ahead of us. So the question is, is do we try to let one of these guys come to us or do they jump ahead of us? And then we're like, oh, well, there goes our well, they have, I see them at 20. Yeah. They're, okay. They're at 20. So they have to make a pretty big leap. That's not a leap I'm willing to take for Malik Willis. Wow. It, for me, I, I get Malik Willis is good, but I also get, I also have this feeling that people just like to talk talk up a lot of guys based on what you see on Pro Day. And this is what I was going to ask y'all a couple minutes ago. Who has notoriously had a bad Pro Day as a quarterback? It doesn't happen. Everybody comes out of their Pro Day and everybody's like, wow. This guy threw a 60-yard bomb, and it looked beautiful. Of course it did. He's a great quarterback. He's going to be a first-couple-round draft pick. He better throw that well. Uh, also, is Malik Willis good, or is Malik Willis good compared to the other quarterbacks this year Which that are the in the question. draft? Yeah. No, I think he's good. Okay. I think he's good. I think that. I think it's easy for people to just say this wasn't a good draft class because that's what they heard people saying for the last two years. So we take so many cues from a couple of national guys, and then that kind of dictates the narrative entirely. Uh, On top of that, when it comes to the pro day question, the pro day question is that I think the pro day, if you see the people that get hot, their names get hot, there are people that we don't know well because of the way press coverage of players are. So if you think of a Josh Allen, if you think of a Trey Lance, um, go back to um, something like um, so maybe like an ECU pro day. Like you think about when we had um, help me out Zay. Um, Zay Jones and before that Hardy. Justin Hardy mm-hmm. is that the pro day there was just so many more people and attention on it and so we just didn't know Malik Willis very well this past year. If he would have had that pro day last year then went and played a season we probably would have watched his games more. So I think he you get to look the the teams go to them, so maybe we're getting too excited by watching a guy just zip it. But we haven't seen him do that really, and so that's kind of our it's like our first introduction to a lot of these guys, the combo uh, combine and the pro day. And the last thing I want to just mention with Willis is that I, I feel like scouts for some reason in the past have been kind of lazy, and and what I mean by that is they they're looking at what the guy is right now. <laughs> rather than what that player can be. And that's what the 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 draw and the attraction for Malik Willis is. It's not what he's done in the past, not what he did as pro day, but what we believe he can do in the NFL and what that ceiling is. And so I think, like, um, you know, Pickett, you would say, is the safer pick. Like, you you know, he played in against tougher competition. He's a little taller. He can make most of the throws. He's pretty – he's adequately mobile. He seems like a good overall quarterback. But you're really trying to project the next Josh Allen. And that's what really wins in this league is you don't want just really good. You need yeah. fantastic. And so everybody's looking for their diamond in the rough. And I feel like this is like if I have my choice personally, <clears throat> I'd pick Malik over Kenny Pickett. But I think the Panthers have to pick a quarterback, period. And my question would be to everybody, I'll ask this to Chandler. If the Carolina Panthers had the number one pick in the draft, and we didn't have you to give up the other night. This is a great question. If we didn't have to give up any single thing, and I'd ask the same to you, CJ, about the at the Steelers, number one pick in the draft. 
you have nothing else, nothing to give up for it, who would you pick? You have to make that pick you at one. You can't trade back. Yeah. No trading back. Well, let's start with the Panthers. Yeah. Who would you take, Chandler? Would you take, like, one of the can't-miss tackles? Would you take Hutchinson? I was going to... Or would you take with your the quarterback? With the absence of Reddick, you've got the guy from Oregon. You've got the the Hutchinson guy from Michigan. But this is the number one pick. This is the number one overall pick. You're not pick. talking about, let's sure up something. I don't like, even like the posi- like what position we... I want to know the exact player ne- so player's who is name. Who are you taking? And the Hutchinson guy... And correct me if I'm wrong. They're not... He's not like in the conversation of being like a Jadavian Clowney type prospect, is he? Is he that? I haven't heard people gushing about like that like this is it almost feels like this is jacksville i don't even know who they're gonna pick at number one yeah like but chase young was kinda, looked at as a this is a game changer right yeah. it, so who like who would you pick malik willis okay that is and that's been my point is this is that if the carolina panthers pick the left tackle that might be the right pick in the long run but it is means this in 2023 matt rule will not have a job so, there's a, there's so a lot of people. Susan should them. be rooting for a left tackle. Yeah. And on top of that is that you'll still be asking the same question. Who the heck is going to be the quarterback? Who would you pick number one overall? I'm not picking a quarterback. I'm going probably uh, Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, the matchup with He Watt. is what? Oregon? Is he a pass rusher too? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're both edges. I'm, I'm a big believer. I'm a big NBA guy. I'm a big believer in the NBA that – you don't draft for fit when you're that up high. You take the best player available. And if now if you have two great players at one position, that's a problem I would want to have. Like if I have TJ Watt, uh guy from guy from UNC Charlotte on our team, I forget his name now. And if we draft Cornbread Maxwell. Sure. And if we draft uh Aiden Hutchinson, now we have three guys, only two can play the majority of the snaps. That's a problem I'd want to have. I understand that, but you also have another problem. You don't have a quarterback. Now, you can say that you think Trubisky would be better than other people would think, but also this whole idea of we're going to try to find our quarterback in the late rounds. Why don't we ask Pittsburgh how that's gone? They've yeah. picked a fourth-round quarterback every year for the last 10 years. and It nobody, doesn't work. It, is never, it rarely, rarely works. But, so I just don't know if you're a team without a quarterback – they're the Steelers. They are the right. definition of stable, and like you almost feel like they're just going to get there no matter who's the quarterback. They're all, but they're in a different position from us too. Not only is because the team maybe you could say maybe they're more rounded. The stability. Look, Mike Tomlin ain't playing for his job. You said that, that long term going for the tackle might be good. I think the Steelers are in a position to think more long term. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the Panthers building that are that need short term. Matt Rule, there's one thing that will save Matt Rule's job, and that is hope. And it has to be this year. Yeah, and it can't be us just going nine and eight. Nine and, and, and drafting a left tackle doesn't really say, like, give you excitement right. or hope. Right. Yeah, you have so, to get somebody that's going to sell tickets right now and get people ready to go. And even if it doesn't come until the end of the season, say Sam Darnold starts for 10 games, and then phys- and we say, you know what, he gets hurt, or you bring in, and all of a sudden you bring in Malik Willis, you bring in Kenny Pickett. I don't care what name. So whatever name you want it to be, your guy that beat up Wayne Gretzky's kid. Love that Matt guy. Corral. Matt Corral. Say his name. 
Matt Corral, which I actually do like. The, it does kind of <laughs> add to the idea that this guy might be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, a, on his resume, I beat up Wayne Gretzky's kid, that boozy kid. I'm from the streets. That was a fun argument. And <laughs> even and Tony, like, I know you're a common man. You root for the common man over the, the I rich. Do. So I like that. Yeah. I like that storyline as well. So I'll take that, guys. I don't care what the name is. Sub them in. But if they come in and win four games and don't look like they're terrible, then we're going, you know what, 2023, we're going to add some pieces. Matt Rule might not suck as much as we think he does. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. But replacing everything and still looking for the quarterback means we're still having the same conversation. So you want Willis, say we get Willis, whether that's we get him at six, we trade up, whatever. We have Willis, we pick him with our first pick. That's the guy you want. Are you excited or are you nervous that Willis will get us wins and then Matt Rule will be retained? Now, that is a problem for me. Because I I still think about the comment you made about the 12 You don't like it. You don't like it. I I didn't know you were such a personal grudge guy, Tony. No, it was more of the Deshaun Watson (laughs) edition, getting 12 wins with Deshaun Watson. I feel like that's easy. That doesn't tell us that Matt Rule is You do that with a rookie. If he does that with a rookie and does this, I'm looking at Matt Rule differently. Okay. I like that. Okay. Charlotte, let's get a break and we'll come back. We'll uh, wrap it up with Tony Dunn. We will talk some football with a former Pirate coming up. Getting ready for Pro Day. Justin Chase going to join us uh, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Also, Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. Uh, Robert Matthews, uh, our our thoughts and prayers are with Iga today. Rest in peace, Mile High. Now, what's the update on that? Because now that, that fire got really big yesterday. Jeez Louise. When we saw that video, it was small. It was very small. And then I saw, like, like yeah. there's a picture there, a video of people driving past the stadium. And smoke is just... Yeah, I don't know the update on it. I guess it's still standing. Everywhere. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll look at that. Uh, let's take a timeout. Come back. More to go after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. Wrapping up the hour with Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, talking Panthers and NFL. Tony, uh, Matt Ryan to the Colts. What does that mean for the Colts in 2022? That they're a good team. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan has still got, I mean, I don't, I'm surprised that Atlanta kind of forced the rebuild, but, you know, I think they, they're gearing up for a new phase. But Matt Ryan's a good quarterback and he's never been part of the problem. He's been available the whole time. He started something like, 225 out of 233 games for them or something. It's like a, he's been there. Um, and look, they had a great running game last year. The defense, from what I remember two years ago, was very good. I don't really, like know if they were as dominant 
this past year. And look, even Carson Wentz had some success there. So Matt Ryan and his healthy ankles can go there and uh, I think make them a competitor. All right. And uh, they are the... Uh, I guess when the odds come out, Tennessee will still be the favorite. Sure. It'll be like 1A, 1B type thing. I would say Matt Ryan uh, going to the Colts is a better addition than when Phillip Rivers went to the Colts. Okay. Like if like at that, like what you're going to get. I think you get a little bit better version of Phillip Rivers. And the Colts have the best quarterback in that division, fair to say. Would you rather have Tannehill or Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, you have to say that. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's the most accomplished. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have uh, Lawrence because of the future, but right. for I, this yeah, year, I mean, I think right now, until Lawrence does anything, we can't like, really say much. How about I like, I like Matt Ryan, but the, I mean, he has the least amount of weapons. I mean, maybe besides Mill, uh, Mills and Tex in Houston. So I don't know because Jack's got Hill, a pretty good running game. Yeah, he's got that. He's got a good running back coach too. Scott oh, I mean, yeah. unbelievable offensive genius. The Jags went the Jags, Tony, and just loaded up on free agency once again. Yeah, and they know how to pay a, th- a three number three wide receiver say, number one money. Who's the one? Like I don't. Yeah, they've got uh, Zay. They got they brought uh, in Christian they, Kirk. They, they brought yeah. in Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, a tight oh, yeah. end. I, brought yeah. him in. Um, I think they've. I think they had somebody on the roster that was pretty good already. I, I think um, Chark went somewhere else. DJ Shark. He did. Shark. Chark. And he was hurt last year too, though. Who was their leading receiver a year ago? Oh, actually, it was uh, Mar. Um, your boy, uh, Marvin. Yeah. Marvin Jones. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was Marvin Jones. Oh, and they have uh, Lavisca. Chenault. Chenault. Yeah. yeah. So they've got. You're right. They have a ton of good wide receiver threes on that roster that are paid like number four. And- number four on the receiving list, <laughs> Dan Arnold. And how about he played in eight I, games I, and was the fourth leading receiver? I expect him to. I expect Jacksonville to take a big step forward under mm. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, good coach, man. Yeah, he's better than the one they had. <laughs> oh boy, when it comes out. This is that like no. What's great about the Urban Meyer story is, is we thought it was bad, and then like when they pull the curtain back even further, it's like worse than even we could have imagined. He is a, uh, he's kind of a d hole. <laughs> a kinda, <laughs> he just is. I think at this point, there's no tiptoeing around the tulips anymore. This guy is a jerk, and he takes over the what job? What's going to be a big college football job that's open soon? Because he'll be there. Probably SEC. Who knows? Maybe somebody in the Big Ten. All right, Tony. Appreciate you hanging out. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the chat as always. Uh, When we talk to you next week, it'll be April. That's draft month. Start looking at mocks. Yay. We'll try to go. Mock. Panthers. Yeah. (laughs) Panthers don't have a second rounder or a third. third. Oh, Oh, yeah. We've got one. We got one pick in the first, what, 100? Yeah. We'll some. So we really, this is the great thing about this year's draft is we don't even have to dig deep. You ain't got to stay like, up late. Nah. You don't even have to watch on Friday. Nah, we watch on Thursday night and then <laughs> just check back in next week. See you in September. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a time out. When we return, we will talk to Justin Chase. What do we got? Oh, we don't have a Shirley. We don't have a producer. But yeah. I will say this. It has been fun hanging out with you in Studio A. But I have to go move back into my OG seat because Content Junkie is going out to Clark LeClaire Stadium. Got to get that content out at the baseball game. Good stuff. And you can't eat in the studio.
Yeah. Oh. No eating in the studio. We got we got to mention the surprise that we had here in the studio. Hey, what are you thinking about tonight for the games? What would be some good game-watching food? How about wings over Greenville? They deliver. By the way, a lot of people are complaining about the late-night games. Oh, nothing's going to be open. <sighs> that is incorrect. Wings over will be open till 3 o'clock tonight. And we'll deliver right to your door. They delivered right to our door, so we'll try some of that during the break. And be back with Justin Chase after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and now in downtown Winterville. Let me try that again. And now in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, Charlie, we're not going to railroad you for that. Ah, hold on. Yeah, thank you. You can probably find Chandler there tonight at the Breaker watching some games. So if you're out there, go up and bother him. I was him there last night. And ask him a lot of questions. Uh, do you sign autographs, take pictures with people? Or? Uh, no. Well, you know, he is. No. A, you know, he's he's a, he's a uh, what, did we, what did we call him yesterday? Sex um, symbol. Sex symbol. Yeah. <laughs> if any of you ladies want to see a handsome man out of tiebreakers, he'll be uh, likely be there tonight catching some uh, some basketball action we'll talk more hoops later in the show let's talk some football now with a former pirate offensive lineman uh who will be putting his skills on display on tuesday at ecu pro day justin chase joins us on the pirate radio live line justin uh great to catch up with you how you been doing man Man, I've been doing great. Thank you for having me on the show today. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And, uh, Justin, let's talk about what you've been up to since your final game at ECU and now. I'm assuming a lot of training, right, Uh, getting ready for pro day, keeping the body in shape. So tell us uh, what all you've been up to since then. Well, since since the last game, and sadly we didn't get to play the the bowl game, but I've been – invited i was invited to two different uh bowl games i went to the college college gridiron showcase in uh dallas fort worth and then i went and played for the uh traffic bowl in orlando so both of them were really good experiences and um was able to go back home for a little while and then i ended up uh coming up here to new jersey which i'm actually on my way back now my dad's driving right now i've uh, been up here since january training at uh test training facility uh up here in um martinsville new jersey and just been going at it uh former ecu uh, alum justin hardy trained up here as well awesome uh before his uh pro day and everything good deal and, and justin i was gonna i was gonna ask you about that tropical bowl and, and you said you were at another event in front of scouts as well how many you know teams and scouts do you think you've been in front of uh this offseason so far um talk uh, with talking to them and meeting with them, I'd say well over, well over about ten yeah. plus teams. Uh, 
and then that's just with uh, NFL. Then I've met with uh, uh, some other leagues like the USFL. Then uh, met a few Canadian league, so uh, Canadian football league. So yeah, it's been God's really opened up some doors for me uh, from this past off season, and just being able to come to ECU was probably one of the best things and best choices that I could have made. That's awesome. Talking to Justin Chase today on the Pirate Radio Live Line, and, and you brought up the USFL, the, the CFL. Uh, speaking of Justin Hardy, just signed a, a contract north of the border uh, with the Ottawa Red Blacks. So, Justin, the, the dream is the NFL. Are you you're keeping the other doors open as possibilities uh, with the CFL and the USFL uh, as well? Most definitely. You know, uh, the main thing is, is that I just love playing football want to keep playing as long as I can, as much as I can. And um, one thing I do believe, nothing's too hard for God, and I believe that I put in the work and uh, stay diligent with it, and I do believe that the NFL is obtainable for my future. But at the same time, always there's a plan B, a plan C, and um, I'm definitely still open to playing in USFL or playing in the Canadian Football League, but you know, by the time Tuesday comes for pro for pro day, just got to put it all on the line there. Uh, they, t- they told us up here at Test to think of it as your million-dollar job interview. <laughs> and so we just got to do what I need to do. And, Justin, I, I talked to Tyler Sneed uh, yesterday on the show and asked him the same question I'll ask you. You're doing your, your training to – your general training and to, to perfect your craft and all that, but how much are you training for the specific drills they'll be asking you to do on Tuesday? Well, have you been doing a lot of that in preparation? Oh, that's – so they really have a great plan of a test. Uh, not only are we doing, a course, like your conditioning and your strength training and things that apply, uh, but one of the main things that we're doing is we literally do the drills every single day. And – uh break it uh, bit by bit and different skills that we need with inside the drill. But every day that I came in the test for 60 days, we've done the drill uh, each and every day. And how have you seen those numbers change? Does it, does it fluctuate? Are you way better than you were when you first started? How about your numbers? Man, I told them when I was leaving out today, I said, these numbers are looking really good. I, I was wondering how slow was I before I came up in this. <laughs> but, but nah, it was it, the, the numbers and the plan that they have is really, really good. Awesome. And uh, Justin, I, I chatted with you on uh, media day before the season started, and just came away really impressed with you. And you, you know, I didn't see you on a football field just as a, as a person. And no doubt you'll be successful no matter where you go, whether it be a comedian uh, somewhere on the air. But you uh, didn't you tell us that your family you've got some uh, some family that are involved in radio. Oh yeah, so our family, my parents, uh, we own radio stations throughout in Mississippi and throughout the country as far as North Carolina and uh, just about everywhere in Virginia, Maryland. And uh, and, and is that something... All my life. Is that something you might uh, eventually one day, old man, Justin Chase, uh, get involved in that? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even say old man, Justin. Whenever the Lord tells me it's time to hang up them cleats, it definitely is something that I want to go into and same thing with going into uh, full-time uh, pastoring and ministry. So that's the uh, the route you're, you plan on taking uh, once your football days are over, Justin? Yes, sir. Definitely. It's, 
it's something they always say do something that you love doing do something that you want to do and that is definitely something that i really want to do Justin, just uh, and I've like I said, I don't know you much, but I interacted with you that day. Kind of followed you a little bit on on social media and things. It seems like you're the type of guy that could get along with just about everybody. So I'm sure in your short time at ECU, you were able to uh, to develop some friendships and some uh, some brotherhoods, uh, not only with your teammates but in the classroom as well. So how much did you enjoy your time, uh, your brief time uh, here in Greenville? Oh, I loved it in Greenville because uh, I was—I've always said I was committed to coming to ECU out of high school um, during the Ruffin McNeil era, and then ended up taking another route. But I love coming to ECU, having the opportunity, and um, just making the friendships that are there. Uh, and a lot of them I know are going to be long-lasting. And uh, when I found out that we were able to get that extra Kobe year, that was just the best thing that could have happened to me not only just for football guys, but I enjoyed so much like having friendships and making that family bond with, uh, with the guys there. I just wanted to stay a whole nother year. Justin, uh, we bring up the name of Intavious Cooper a lot. He was the, he ran for a thousand yards in 2013 and was the last pirate to rush for a thousand yards until Keaton Mitchell last season. You were part of the O line that finally got East Carolina another one thousand yard rusher. And there's a lot of returners from that O line with Avery Jones, Noah Henderson, a couple guys coming off injury with Vanderland and and Bailey Malovic and uh, some newcomers coming in. So feels like we're we've really kind of, we're in a new era of pirate football where. We're going to run the ball with Keaton, with Rajay, and we're going to do it behind a big, uh, steady O-line. And uh, you kind of maybe laid the foundation for that, Justin. So how about the future of that position without you there? How are you feeling about the O-line? I don't even worry about it because I feel like everybody has a time and a place for everything. And I definitely feel like um, the group that was in there last year with me, Fernando, uh, Fry with Sean Bailey, different guys like that. We were there for a reason, uh, there to help provide leadership, there to help mentor young guys coming up through and just to be a, a role model for them and show them how to do certain things, help them get adjusted. And so I really am not worried about it. The main reason I'm not is because Coach Shank, Coach Shank took a guy like me who uh, was on the scout team, and I'm never ashamed to say, to give my story, give my testimony. I'm I was on scout team for four years at NC State, never saw the field, but maybe four times uh, in one game. And took a guy like me that was real raw in his craft and develops me into the player that I am now. So when you have coaches like that and have coaches like Coach Houston and just the support that we have at ECU, you have no other reason but to succeed. And if if you don't succeed, that is your own choice and fault. I'm glad you brought him up. I was going to ask you about him, uh, Justin. Coach Shank, I remember asking him last year at Media Day how uh, how he still relates to players, uh, the age he is and the, the age the players he's coaching are. And he said, look, good players and players that care, they want to be coached and they want to be coached hard. And once you find that bond, uh, you can you can develop a bond, you know, even outside of football. So you, you talked about it there, Justin. But but how about the man uh, Steve Shankweiler? How are you able to to kind of bond with him and uh, and learn from him as an O lineman? So it was crazy is when uh, Coach, when I was at NC State, Coach Shank was actually um, 
in like a working with the, the defense at NC State, and I was on scout team, so he would help out with the scout team online. So me and him had already developed a relationship before I came to ECU. And um, Coach Shank, as a man, is a great guy. Him and Miss Patty, uh, his wife, are one of the nicest people, and really what you need as a uh, college student away from home just seemed like a another set of parents, another just set of role models away from home. And, um, yeah, and, yeah, just having them, like, they're the type of people we were, it was one night we just said, let's just go by Coach Shank's house. We ain't even going to tell him that we're going over. <laughs> About three or four of us just went over. He had just cooked some beef ribs on the grill. I know he wanted to eat them, but he just gave them to us and just made sure that we were fed. So he's just that type of guy that just look out for you. And then when my dad was going through uh, cancer, uh, Miss Patty would check on him, ask hmm. me about him every time I saw her, would pray for him. And so it's just great people at ECU. Just real, like, I know it's a cliche to say sometimes, just a real, just blue-collar institution that just loves their guys. That's awesome to hear. Great stuff from uh, Justin Chase today here on Pirate Radio Live. And uh, Justin, uh, we'll see you out there Tuesday. Looking forward to, to talking to you uh, after your pro day and, and how it went and everything. Do you uh, – I'm a Washington fan, now the Washington Commanders, uh, we're, we're calling ourselves. And uh, it hasn't been great football for a long time. But one thing that has been been pretty good at – we've had some good O-linemen and most recently guard Brandon Sheriff. But before that, Trent Williams, who is now still one of the best of the league yeah. uh, with San Francisco – Man, it, it, going into a game, uh, I just love watching him play every Sunday. Who are some guys you like to to watch? I don't know, model your game after, but but just enjoy watching uh, pancake some guys at the O line. Like I love Trent Williams, like you said, just a straight monster. Uh, my favorite player, I can say, is uh, Tyron Tyron Smith, the left tackle yeah. for the Cowboys. I just like how the man's. He, how can you be three fifteen and have a whole six pack? <laughs> and, and just go out there and just be patient and maul people. And then um, the center for uh, Kelsey for uh, the Eagles. Yeah, that man. You just see him everywhere around on the field, knocking somebody. So it's just it's just people that I just like watching guys that are not not over the top. They go out there, do what they need to do, and just dominate at what they do. Justin, uh, I've seen now where the big uglies like yourself. I mean that as a compliment are doing things to to stay lighter lighter on your feet like i guess uh boxing is is pretty popular but even like yoga or dancing like how does a giant human like you a big man like you stay light on your feet make sure you still got that quickness uh down below do you what what do you do uh to have that well first you know i'm I'm a Pentecostal preacher, so, you know, we like to shout in church, so I definitely stay light on my feet that way. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then um, during the winter, I did yoga, the whole winter workout, okay. and I saw how that helped. And then, but actually, I went to uh, Pilates, Club Pilates in Greenville, and I did that all of spring, all of uh, the summer, and even into the season. I would do that about three, four times a week, and was crazy, uh, J.J., our assistant athletic director, his wife was my Pilates teacher. So it was, I just found it. It was just fun. Oh, cool. Time. Was, uh, what you talking about was J.J. McLean? Was he ever in there with you? No, I tried to get him. <laughs> kept on laughing. <laughs> I need to put a challenge out to get him to come out there. 
We'll uh, we'll bring that up next time we talk to him uh, for sure. Also, Justin, another incorrect, uh, I guess, stereotype about O linemen is they're just like you know big dumb guys that that hit a guy in front of them and that's all they do. Uh, o linemen are the most intelligent people on the football team, right? Oh yeah, like you got to know <laughs> how to play each, especially playing under Coach Shank. You got to know how to play each and every position. You got to know the plays. You got to know the mic calls, you got to know different things. And then if you look at it, probably your best GPAs are going to come out of the offensive line room. There you go. See, see, we're smart, we're the best looking. <laughs> and then in my case, I say we got the best bodies on the team. So, <laughs> Justin Chase joining us, he's got it all. Uh, Justin, now that you're not in uh, at ECU, you can – fill out a bracket without getting in, you can get into a bracket challenge without getting in trouble did you fill out a bracket this year for uh march madness mm, i wish i did like once it's like once you come out of those uh workouts after um <laughs> for training for pro day a lot of times you just tired but yeah my team that i like watching playing uh duke is going far with it i always like coach k respected him as a coach so i love to see him get another championship before his time's out yeah, they won it last night in uh, Arkansas. That's going to be a war coming up on Saturday. Looking forward to that. And, uh, Justin, looking forward to seeing you on Tuesday, man. Really enjoyed talking with you. And uh, we'll keep in touch with you, do it again down the road. But I uh, had a lot of fun with it today. Appreciate it. And uh, good luck on Tuesday, man. We'll see you out there. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Justin Chase, I told you before we went on, heck of a personality. And he did not disappoint. Uh, awesome interview. Justin Chase, former ECU O-lineman, going to be successful uh, on and certainly off the football field. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll have more for you. Cut the music, Shirley. Let's make a winner right now. Let's open up the booty bag here on a Friday. Shirley, open booty, up the booty, booty bag. Booty, 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 everywhere. You're a lot closer to me than you were I last know, time. I'd be very, very, very <laughs> careful. That yeah. was a dangerous move, Chandler. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. That was risky. That was a risky business. All right. Uh, and not the good kind. Shirley, what I need from you is the caller <laughs> you're looking for. <laughs> what caller are we getting? 12. 12. Caller Must 12. be 20 way on our river. Well said. You Bush, heard her. Bush Latte on the line. How about a 15-pack? It can be yours if you're caller 12. Also, we'll throw in a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. Bush Latte. Aluminum bottles. 15 on the line. We'll have our winner and more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Kinetic Physical Therapy and Wellness Centers Live Well Half Marathon Free 5K and One Mile Fun Run will be taking place tomorrow morning. That is March 26th at the Greenville Town Common. The half marathon starts at 7.30. The one-mile fun run starts at 8.30. And then the free 5K begins at 9. 
And they are uh, doing this event to promote the health of Pitt County area residents. And it gives both competitive and first-time runners a chance to experience the benefits of physical activity and healthy living. For more information, give them a call at 364-2806. And congratulations to my buddy Susan Deans. Wow. Fireman you told me to tell Chandler to leave me alone <laughs> or she's going to come down here and kick your butt. Hashtag fire Matt roll. So congratulations to uh, Susan Dean. She was our big winner of a free beer Friday. Doesn't Beyonce have like the beehive or whatever? Uh-huh. Like, there's tw- Taylor Swift fans. and uh, Yeah, they're, are, they, I think they're called Swifties. Shirley, what are your uh, supporters called? What are my supporters called? The- Lucky. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wow. I, know. <laughs> I don't I like know. That. I have no clue. Rhodes Scholars. Rhodes. And like New Kids on the Block fans are called Blockheads. Road Riders. Road Road Runners. Road. We'll figure it out. But watch out because Shirley has her crew. Or at least right now. And, and Susan Dean. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah. lead member of that crew, Susan Dean. Susan will be able to drown her Panther sorrows that Matt Rule has not been fired with some bush latte and will be given more away next Friday right here. I mean, that's a lot of bush latte to drown your sorrows in, too. What an impressive uh, couple of guys we've talked to that are no longer on the team. We're going to have to have some more uh, great interview guys on the 2022 ECU football team because Warren Saba and Justin Chase, two great personalities leaving the team, uh, but Justin, uh, he's hilarious. He was awesome, and uh, we'll talk to him on Tuesday along with some other Pirates out at ECU Pro Day. And speaking of really good Pirates uh, that have left the team, Blake Prohl, I was just looking at... The Music uh, Man? Yes, The Music Man, who uh, has a new single. It is out across uh, various social media platforms. And uh, as a matter of fact, if you, uh, if you need to find it, just go to... Uh, PR um, PR nine two seven FM uh, on our Twitter page. We actually shared uh, how you can uh, access that song. So, but uh, apparently he's got a little video to go with it. So. Excited about his music career, but even more excited about his football career. Yes, because, I can't man, wait for him to get back. I cannot wait for yeah. him to get a hundred percent healthy because what a great uh, training camp he was having last mm-hmm. year. Uh, mini camp was going good. OTAs was going good for. Um, for Blake Prohl and was, you know, catching a lot of attention there in Minnesota. And good, so, so and much good, so that they kept him around. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And good for the Minnesota because they they're giving him an opportunity to come back and it opportunity um, to come back and uh, compete for a spot. So we'll uh, catch up with him this off season for sure. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. For in sure. terms of off season, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little thank bit you. for sure. Thank you, Mark. In, in terms, thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah, if any. and uh, he's got some other interests outside of football and uh, some other skills. I would I say, say talents. Talents, yes, yes that's the mm-hmm. word I was looking for. And uh, you can check that out on our social media sites. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show coming your way Saturday uh, on Pirate Radio 8 a.m. Actually had a chance to talk to Greeny uh, a couple hours ago before we started here on Pirate Radio Live. So we, we talk about the tournament going on now uh with hv3 in that and uh let's hear it now greeny how you doing i'm doing great clip how you doing fantastic and uh i'm glad you're joining us now greeny now we are recording this uh before the folks are hearing it so at the time of this recording uh hv3 uh is playing some golf today 
and <laughs> I need you to explain the the format, the setup for this week. It's a match play event, but Harold Varner the third. So here's my my golf pea brain and how I thought of it, this was going down. So on Wednesday, I believe it was uh, Harold. Uh, performs better than Shane Lowry, and I was thinking, okay, Harold moves on to face Brooks Kepka, and then yesterday Kepka beat Harold. So, what is Harold participating in today, and what are the stakes? Well, let's give me the format of this deal here, Greeny. Well, I've never liked this format, but the idea is that they put all sixty-four players go into uh, sixteen four-player pods, where they play each of the other guys once. And then the winner of the pod, so whoever has the best record, goes into the final round of 16 where it's single elimination at that point. Um, the problem is, like, you know, you could beat a guy the first day, win your next match, lose your third match, and you end up playing the same guy that you already beat in a playoff to see who goes on to the round of 16. So um, it's just a little strange from that standpoint, but, uh, I've never liked this format, but the whole concept is that they're trying to get you to see, uh, more play out of the top players, because in theory, they're saying that if you just had a field of one through 64, you, you know, 64 played one, which is the way this event started out and the number one seed loses in the first match you know, the interest is going to wane. I mean, if the top 10 all lost in their first match, then interest is going to wane. And you end up with a final that's maybe number 32 in the world versus number 62 in the world. And yeah. um, no, and nobody's going to watch. So I, I get what they're trying to say. I would like to see different a different format altogether. But uh, it is what it is. So you got to survive your pod, and there's going to be some playoffs this afternoon to see who goes on so and and the way it looks like right now at the time of this recording harold's playing great today and is going to win today but it won't matter because brooks kepka is going to beat shane lowry and then advance from that pod is that what you're seeing right now yeah uh, both brooks and harold are are two up through uh almost through the front nine nine and eight and so if that maintains then harold finishes two and one brooks finishes three and oh uh harold's only hope at this point is that shane lowry makes a comeback on the back nine and takes the point away from Brooks, and Harold continues to beat Eric Van Royen, and Brooks and Harold would go into a playoff. Man, that'd be uh, that'd be awesome. So we're hoping for that. Uh, these final holes here today. Also, uh, another event I saw. I guess it's coming up, Greeny, and it'll be a, a two man, a, a two team, two man team event. And Harold is teaming up with Bubba Watson. What tournament is that? That's coming up in April. So that is the an event that they've had before that was uh it was kind of a standalone event and because we had so many people that were really hooting and hollering for some kind of a team event the Zurich classic of new orleans has transitioned uh a couple weeks after the masters into a two-man team event so uh that is an event where they will play um two rounds of a best ball so they take the better score of each player uh you know the better score of the two players and that's their score for the whole and then they'll have two rounds where they actually play alternate shot. And this is true alternate shot like you get in the Ryder Cup where I would hit a tee shot and then you're going to hit the second shot and yeah. I'm going to hit the putt and then so forth. So um, a little bit of strategy to figure out on who tees off on the, the even holes and who tees off on the odd-numbered holes. But, yeah, something a little different uh, in the in the schedule for the PGA Tour. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Greeny, we are 
less than uh two weeks away now from the masters teeing off in augusta and uh we're happy that harold varner the third will be a part of that so we'll have a rooting interest here in greenville north carolina but what are you keeping an eye on now uh, does it does this tournament this match play event being held and next week's tournament have a big impact on your your master's picks do you ha- already have them locked in for 2022 you know you know it doesn't matter what happens between now and, and the beginning of the masters when it comes to your personal picks to win it man i tell you i mean you kind of had to look at the body of work so far i mean i go back to if you remember years ago when danny willett kind of snuck up on everybody and, and won the masters he was actually my pick that year. Um, you know, you pay attention to who's playing well in the European tour, who's kind of building their resume, who's hitting it well, guys that are in, in top tens on leaderboards, guys that have won recently. And you kind of formulate a mixture of, you know, who's going to play Augusta National well? What do you need to do at Augusta National? Well, you can be a little wild at Augusta, but it really comes down to, to iron play and putting at Augusta National. So, Man, you look at the players' champion, Cam Smith. I mean, he's making everything right now from that standpoint. So you got to think he's a favorite. Um, Brooks Kepka has played well even despite injuries at, at Augusta National. So and, and he's playing again well this week. So you have to start building your resume on who you really think is, is playing well and who's not. I mean, man, I remember a few years ago, Dustin Johnson was, uh, was all world and everybody thought he was going to win. He slipped and, and slipped on some stairs and never played in the golf tournament and kind of disappointed everybody and and we've seen john rahm uh you know who was kind of the the favorite and then um you know they had the baby and he had to miss some time and and came right back in the middle like on a wednesday and then rolled out there and kind of struggled in the first couple rounds and played well at the end so there's guys that again we we know traditionally play the course well it's just going to be a combination of things and it might come down to weather how about betting on the Masters, Greeny, and even further than that, a guy like myself who likes pools, and I'll I'll get into some type of Masters pool where we draft our golfers and uh, and try to pick a winner. You know, what are you involved in? What are your favorite types of formats to do with your friends? Maybe for people listening that aren't huge into golf, but could find a rooting interest for this thing coming up a couple weeks from now. You know, we, we do a running thing on the show where we pick two uh, two favorites and one long shot. And the long shot is, uh, I think, uh, plus 10,000 and above. Okay. And then, obviously, the favorites are anybody under that. Uh, so we do that on a weekly basis. We can only pick a player uh, four times throughout the year. So, you know, hmm. you can't just say, well, I, well I'm going to take John Rahm, you know, every single time. You can't do that. you got to kind of pick and choose. So you almost want to save your big boys for the Masters because, you know, traditionally, the cream does rise to the top at Augusta National. Guys that have won there before, uh, guys that have played well there before, guys that are major champions. I mean, Jordan Spieth a few years ago, you know, he was playing terribly, but he shows up at Augusta and he rolls out there and he plays well. I mean, look at Tiger when he's been injured, um, has no business, and he's finishing fourth and, and you know, and, and giving it a go and giving people something to cheer about. So, Again, you, you don't look for too many surprises at Augusta National. You tend to look for guys that are either been playing really well so far this year or major champions or people that have won there before. Mark Greenhill, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, the, the most popular question to ask someone, someone this time of year, how is your bracket looking? It, it was looking exceptional until last night. Ah, I guess you're not an Arkansas believer like myself. I hope I had <laughs> Six of the eight teams Ooh. last night were, were in my bracket, and and then I lost everybody but uh, Villanova. I, <laughs> um, 
I had Gonzaga, Texas Tech, Arizona, and Villanova as uh, my four in the, in those two brackets. Yeah. So not a good run. Um, I actually had Baylor, Purdue, Kansas, and Wisconsin in the other two. So I still have a couple of uh, of those teams still alive. But uh, man, just it's one of those things where you're really happy, and then you start seeing scores rolling in. <laughs> man, what just happened? Somebody just took the TNT to my bracket. Ah, well, you gave it a run, Greeny. And uh, yeah, when Gonzaga lost last night, that was it for uh, for a lot of folks. I still have can. Do you have, you still have your champion alive, or was it Gonzaga? Oh, I had I had Gonzaga in Arizona with Gonzaga winning. Ah, all. yeah, blown up. Oh well, twenty twenty three is your year uh, for that, Greeny. <laughs> it's never my year. <laughs> I don't have to fall in a bracket, never. Greeny, uh, what do we got coming up Saturday on the Golf Shop Radio Show? Folks can hear it right here, eight a.m. on Pirate Radio. What do you guys have planned? Uh, we got, obviously, Bill Bender, the Sporting News, who's a standard guest of ours. We'll talk to uh, Dr. Byrne Bernecki, the president of the Heritage Golf Society, find out what's going on from that standpoint. And because uh, we've got the uh, the Pinehurst area is kind of a sponsor of the show now, and they have the U.S. Women's Open coming up there, uh, we've got a first-time participant, Blakesley Brock. She actually won the Women's Mid-Am Championship in her first foray into that because you have to be 25 years old, so... She had turned 25 years old, jumped into that, and lo and behold, went through the stroke play and the match play and won the tournament. So, uh, obviously, the first question is going to be, well, you won that on the first try. Why can't you win the U.S. Open on your first try? There you go. Easy enough. Uh, Good stuff, Greeny. Thanks for joining us today, man. Have a fantastic weekend, a great show tomorrow, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. Check it out. 8 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio on Saturday and uh surely we got coverage of the elite eight saturday and sunday of course we'll uh begin our coverage tonight right at six right yeah we'll begin our, yeah game. uh we'll have uh coverage beginning at six o'clock tonight and then it'll be five o'clock on saturday All one right. o'clock on sunday houston nova at 609 saturday and then after that late night arkansas and duke and our coverage begins at five o'clock coming up on saturday and uh, we'll have coverage of the two games on sunday as well so the road to the final four rolls on and you can hear it right here on pirate radio let's take a time out come back we'll have more for you on this friday edition of pirate radio live we're back after this let the bass kick let the let the bass let the bass kick. Let the let the bass let the bass kick. Let the let the bass let the bass kick. Let the bass let the bass kick. Let the let the bass let the. You're listening to hour three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Tell them what's Welcome. up, Shirley. <laughs> Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report. The Dow was up 153 points and closed at 34,861. The Nasdaq dropped. 22 points, however, at 14,169. And the S&P is up 22 and closed at 4,543. 
That is your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. I'm going to punch you. (laughs) Financial Report. Back to Clip. Now back to you, Clip. So Shirley, let the let the bass, let the bass, let the here is Clip Bra. So Shirley like goes through all of these royalty-free songs that we can potentially play on our show, right? Yes, that is correct. And I heard you. <laughs> there's a lot of terrible ones, and it frustrates you. There's a lot. Yes, because I'm going that you no. Like. like I literally will listen two to three seconds of it if I don't like it. I'm like nope, 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 nope. Well, you were going through it today, and I heard you listening to this gym, and I was like, "That's going in." Yep, put it, it is in the in rotation. The rotation. It the is bass, in, especially on a Friday. Hour oh, yeah. three Friday. Club Pirate Radio. Let the bass kick. Great for our rave that we're going to throw one day. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, you know, we we do have to bring back Hawaiian shirt Fridays at some oh, point. Oh man, the Beautiful. weather's getting to that point. Is, we're getting to that point where we're going to start needing to break those out again. I need to get a new one uh, for the summer of twenty two. Uh, Chandler, are you familiar with Jermaine Carter Jr.? I am the linebacker for. Well, he's going to be former Panther Jermaine Carter Jr. I don't know where he's going to be going. I did. I think I did see that he was visiting the Bills. Maybe. All right. Well, Ian Rappaport, thirty minutes ago, tweeted the Chiefs are signing Jermaine Carter, Chiefs. who was on a visit to Kansas City. The former fifth round pick has spent his entire career with the Panthers. Jermaine Carter Jr. tweeted twenty seven minutes ago. Damn, that was fast as hell. He was sitting in the room when I signed? LMAO. So, which brings up the question, like... How do these guys do it? Who are the sources like that Rappaport and Schefter have? Because Jermaine Carter's making this sound like he signed, and before he walked out of the room, it had been tweeted out. So, do they give him a heads up, like, hey at three at well it would have been at 525 today you can tweet out that we signed carter we should be done by then i don't know just kind of weird it's all about having good sources and adam Schefter and ian rapaport have those good sources they are the guys uh when it comes to they that they are that guy pal they are they are that guy i want to shake their hand i want to shake their hand all right i want to shake his hand no <laughs> uh so hoops tonight chandler Yesterday, uh-huh. we won Arkansas, we won Nova, and didn't fare well in the others. I'm loading up another Friday night parlay. I'm, uh, I'm with you. Driving up to Jersey and putting in another parlay. Um, you mind if I ride with you? Yeah, you can ride. You can okay. tag along. Purdue, I feel like the St. Peter's story comes to an end tonight. Yeah, it's been fun. And I feel like it come, uh, this line has shot up now to 13. Seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. And my, I, I know you're talking about P- Purdue right now, but Miami uh, has gone up. Uh, I know you had them at minus 2.5 the other day. It is now 3.5. It might have even gone up uh, since earlier today. Don't you see – I see. I'll speak for myself. Purdue being up like 17-9 to nine and then – 31 to 14 i don't know i just feel like it gets away early maybe i'm wrong and i love the upsets and if it happens awesome let's I see it i wouldn't mind a st peter's win i wouldn't either 
I'd be, I mean, because I, 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 I'm in it for the upsets. Let's see it happen. I just don't think it's going to happen, and I think Purdue wins going away tonight. I would really, really like to see St. Peter's win. Now, why are you saying that? I just would really, really love it. What, do you got a money line or something? Uh, I would love what? on National Peacock Day for the St. Peter's Peacocks to beat I thought we were we have a, a parlay together, but I guess we don't. Have you gone rogue? No, this was something I placed yesterday, and I would really, <laughs> really, really okay. love St. Right. to win. Go Peacock! National Peacock! National Day. Peacock Day! Pro, uh, that game, by the way, coming up. That's your first game, seven oh nine. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. Uh, second game beginning tonight is at seven twenty nine. A lucky team all year. A dominant team so far this year in the tournament. Providence taking on Kansas. Jayhawks, man, I love them. I have them winning it all. They have had trouble putting teams away. And I'm taking Kansas to win. Providence plus the points to keep it close. I think Kansas leads between 6 and 10, 5 and 9, 4 and 8 points all game. And somehow Providence stays within the number but loses. That's like my that. prediction. I like that. Uh, also tonight, late night, North Carolina, UCLA. This is one where if you had a chance to redo your bracket, maybe i pick it different because there's an injury issue with UCLA. Also, North Carolina, red hot. But in my bracket, I had UCLA knocking off Baylor. They made a run last year. Those same pieces back this year. Defense travels with mick cronin can they stop that north carolina offensive attack i'm i took ucla so i'm just gonna ride with my gut take him again tonight but that's 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 gonna be a great game go bruins go uh bill walton and no need to even talk about the next one miami we're all about the u it's all about the u and we're taking it's all about the u isn't it fun chandler last night with me arkansas and it'll be tomorrow night my new favorite team versus my longest hated team arkansas versus duke uh when you have another rooting interest outside of east carolina for you you've kind of adopted you know you we've adopted miami last year you've stuck with them this year and now when you're watching them late night tonight it's almost gonna be like it's your team out there on the court and it's fun oh it is and that's how i felt with miami for like you said, we hopped on that train last year. It, it all started last year in the ACC tournament. On a random Tuesday afternoon. Random Tuesday afternoon. I think it was the first day of yep. uh, of the ACC tournament action. It was like and the first said, game of the tournament. We just wanted something to get involved with. And we said, let's go with Miami. And Miami hits. And then we go the next day. And, and we look at each other. We get to work. And we look at each other and go, we have to ride the Miami train again, right? And we both said, you know, why not? Sure enough, they win again. Next day... We've got to go with Miami, right? I mean, got to. Three days in a row, we got to. We do. They hit. They lose. But now, this year, we went on that same train in the ACC tournament. I had them winning it all, uh, and they fell short. But now, they go on another run this year. It's in a different tournament, a bigger tournament, the NCAA tournament. And let's see if they can keep it going tonight. They are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite uh, against iowa state and what a coaching job by larry Nega. this was not anywhere close to a tournament team last year uh so he has 
turned them into a winner this year was it north when you were talking to him earlier in the show was it north that said that he was he coached with terry holland when he yeah, was at virginia? at virginia i did not know that so that was a nice little nugget he has been around all right shirley let's uh, take our final time out we'll come back we'll wrap it up here oh. yeah right, here we go let baby the, let the let the you're listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show wrapping up pirate radio live here on a friday thanks for tuning in today we'll be back with you monday on pirate radio live talking to the players on the players lounge also, Holt Naylor is going to join us to talk spring football. We'll recap the baseball weekend, get you ready for Pro Day, and we'll have our final four set. So a lot to talk about coming up 3 o'clock Monday right here on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, the crew here. I'm Clip Brock. Have a great sports weekend. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.